Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Chandler, the Geek Slays, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode 102. Dear Lord, we're back with Bears Cool today. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing less all right after the pre-podcast conversation we just had. <laughs> Not down with that sickness. Yeah, oh goodness, that was... I didn't even scratch the surface with that, by the way. No, you're good. We, <laughs> it's so it, much worse. It was, it was great. No, I can't wait for yeah. after this is over, I'm going to send you the pictures of the FaZe and Batman comics, because they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, I own a comic book. It's um, Batman and Catwoman and someone else that gets stuck in Fortnite. I own oh, that, yeah. and I knew that was a collab, but I didn't know FaZe Clan and Batman did a collab. That's yeah. something. Yeah. I, I, I fucked up, because... So, they released, like, a singular issue. Mm -hmm. I thought it was because there was a singular issue or there was this buy five thing that all had different covers. So I thought it was right. five different stories. No, they're all the <laughs> same comic, just with different covers. So I own five of the same fucking comic right now. It's so annoying. But but at least you got a nice little uh, nice little collection, a little collector's piece right? of different alternative comic covers. Hey, a lot of people go crazy over that stuff. Right. I was gonna say maybe because it's Phase and Batman and it might never run again, they'll be worth money someday. Who knows? Oh yeah, absolutely. If you keep them in good <laughs> condition, someone will pay money for that one I'm day. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's just weird though. Phase and Batman is just a weird concept in my brain. Yeah, DC gets weird with their collabs. They get really weird. They really do. I mean, I guess Marvel also did a collab with Fortnite, so... Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Everybody's collabing with Fortnite. I saw this chart, and it was like, you can link everything you enjoy back to Fortnite. Dude, you really Literally can. every single thing. Yeah, it's crazy. E even even uh, what we're going to be talking about today, the, the Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears, can be linked to Fortnite. Yeah, they're the guys from Fortnite. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That joke is so overused, and it annoys me every time. <laughs> it's the guy from oh. Fortnite. Just think one day we'll be in Fortnite. Dude, I hope so. That's not not by choice. We oh. will be forced. Oh. I was going to say, no, that's <laughs> kind of a goal. To... I want to be in Fortnite. No, they're going to steal the identities of every person on Earth and make them into Fortnite skins. Awesome. That sounds dope. That sounds dope. This is, this is what the metaverse is heading towards. Uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh. All right. So our actual topic for today is not Fortnite or comic book. Uh, we, we had planned to talk about the new GMs that were hired for both his Chicago Bears and my Minnesota Vikings and what we think of them. I'm going to say let's start with Ryan Poles and the Bears because I'm excited to hear your words, Magic Man. Okay, Ryan Poles is our savior, ah. he is the truth, he is the only man I would go gay for. Ryan Poles will save the Chicago Bears, and that is the truth. <laughs> but, okay. Um, in, in all seriousness, though, I, I, I love the hire. It's a great hire. 
I gotta be honest. I was I wanted Minnesota to hire him, mm-hmm. not even so much based off of him as a GM. Like I don't know mm-hmm. a ton about any of the GM candidates. I just didn't yeah, look into it as much as, well. as I looked into yeah. the coaches. But my thought was, with Poles being from Kansas City, that would be the best way for us to get Eric Bieniemy as our coach would be to have him mm. sign on as the GM. Yeah, true, so, true. Looks like that's not how that's going to go. But I... I don't know. Why I is... like... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I like Poles a lot. I uh, read this article yesterday after the Bears had just signed him about his work with Kansas City and, and some of his work with the draft. Because he actually started as... Um, or not started, but at some point he was in the scouting department for Kansas City. And he was part of the team that drafted Mahomes. He was one of the guys that was very, very high on Patrick Mahomes. And then this past year, he is the reason the Chiefs drafted Creed Humphrey. Yeah. He he went to uh the the GM and you know everyone there and he was like, Hey, listen, nobody's gonna be looking at interior linemen in the second round. I really like this Creed Humphrey guy. I think he's something special. And now he's already as a rookie one of the best centers in the league, and that's huge because Chicago's interior offensive line is so weak. And if he is that good at identifying interior offensive line talent, then my goodness, I'm excited. Fair. Valid. I I'm I'm not excited for it cuz I don't want the Bears to be good, you know, as <laughs> as you do. Uh. <laughs> well, on the bright side, you know, the division's looking like it's about to be wide open. Um and if that happens, then I would say at least for the next year or two Minnesota will be on top unfortunately. I don't know if I can buy into that though right now. I'm I don't know, I'm I'm really liking these Rodgers rumors. I, I am I am buying all into it. Dude, Maybe I, it's blind optimism, but yeah, I think Rodgers is gone. I think we all know that. Howdy hoon. Uh, but I I think the bigger thing is going to come down to what does the new Vikings GM? We'll talk about him in just a second. What happens with right. Kirk Cousins? Because if we move on from mm-hmm. Kirk and try a rookie or something like that. I don't see Minnesota winning it. Now, if we keep That's Kirk true. or get a different veteran guy, then sure, we're probably going to win the division because mm-hmm. the Packers roster is going to be absolutely devoid of talent, mostly. Oh, my God. Everyone's ready to leave. Well, Everyone. Well, and they don't have the money. So Rodgers and Adams <laughs> are probably yeah. gone. And then Zadarius mm-hmm. Smith, Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell. Adrian uh, Amos. Yep, Adrian Amos. Maybe he'll go back to the Bears. <laughs> oh my! Oh, I would have I would have to eat my words. I've said so many negative things about Amos since he left Chicago because he has talked so much shit towards Chicago since leaving. Well, because he became a part owner of the Chicago Bears when he left. Well, Justin Fields will be a part owner of the Packers by the time he retires. So that's all that matters. You hope. The only team <laughs> in this division who has a claim to owning the I, Packers is the Vikings right now. I will personally buy stock in the Green Bay Packers in Justin Fields' name just so we can say that he's an owner of the Bears. Or of, of the Packers. <laughs> Is that Rogers thing? Listen, it's stupid, but it shook me to my core because I fucking hate that dude so much. Dude, I loved that so much. It was so funny. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you oh, did. Yeah, Being on the outside, I'm sure it was, me, so great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> If Rodgers is uh, doing the, the discount double-check belt in Minnesota and saying, I own you, then 
sure you wouldn't like it too much. Well, the issue is he'd actually have to win in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's funny. I looked this up the other day because, you know, Rodgers is known for throwing basically zero interceptions constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you know who has, I believe it was the most interceptions against Aaron Rodgers ever? It's going to be like Harrison Smith yeah, or someone of the Vikings. Yeah, it is, which is just wild because, I don't know, Harrison Smith doesn't get that many interceptions. Like, he gets, you know, mm-hmm. three or four, but apparently two or three out of those three or four is always against <laughs> Rodgers. Oh, that's funny. It's interesting. I mean, I think, okay, bef- let's keep talking about the GMs and then we'll go back to Rodgers. I think, right, right. We got off topic. Yeah, we are good at that, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're very excited for Ryan Poles. I honestly, I when I first sorry. saw his name, couldn't figure out how to say it. I was like, it looks like Poles, but with my luck, it's like Poles or something. <laughs> and somebody's going to call me an idiot for saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so excited. Ironically, the way I found out, that Ryan Poles was the guy wasn't um, like an Adam Schefter tweet or anything like that. Some Bears Twitter account I follow, I can't remember who, tweeted a picture and it said Bears new GM Ryan Poles and it was a picture of Ryan Pace with a mustache. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing in the world because I was like, oh my god, he really did just sign another GM that's Ryan P. Yeah, but, um, they don't even have to I, change I, the name plaque yeah. on the door. Yeah. Now all they got to do is bring in Matt Eberflus and they got Ryan and Matt again. Oh my God. No, <laughs> no, you, I don't want Matt Eberflus. I'm though. still rooting for Leslie Frazier. No, it's, Just it's not it going to be, up. it's down, it's down to, uh, Eberflus, Caldwell and Quinn right now. Those are yeah. the final three. Well, so, well, based off just the TikTok video you made this morning, uh, mm-hmm. Poles might still bring in guys he wants. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He still has that option. Uh, basically, what happened is I, I thought this was a stupid way to go about it, but the McCaskies and uh, Ted Phillips and, you know, everyone up top, it, they, they had like a committee of five people that also weren't with the team, including yeah. uh, former Colts GM Bill Polian. Yeah. Um, and they interviewed coaches and GMs at the same time, which I, I, I don't really like the idea of doing. I feel like your GM should be there for every single coach interview. Right. But they got it down to like their pool of three guys. And basically their plan was whatever GM they brought in, they were going to pick, get to pick from those three guys. They would get another interview. And then Ryan Poles was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'll talk to these guys. I like some of them, but if they're not my guy, if they don't impress me, I'm going to interview other people or else I'm not signing with you. And George McCaskey was like, yep, you, you do whatever you want. You have full reign, and now uh, Poles is interviewing guys by himself without any, like, superior guys, any guys up top in the room with him, which I love, because that means there's no bias, there's no outside influences, it's just what Poles wants, and that's what we need. Because I do not trust the guys up top in Chicago to do anything of competence after getting Poles. This is, like, this is like the one good thing they've done in years, and... Right. I don't want them to mess it up. So I'm so glad that Poles is doing his thing. Um, however, if Leslie Frazier ends up being our guy, I might eat every single word I just said about Ryan Poles. <laughs> hey, Leslie <laughs> might be a great interview. I mean, who knows? He might be. He um, can just be that I, guy. 
you know might be a great interview but if if someone's just like well look what he did against the chiefs i think that would scare away most people okay. especially so, that last play where he just oh, i've been saying this isn't it. valid because let's so i had this discussion with somebody the other day because mm -hmm. i i made one of those draft hat videos where i was the challenge right. that was asked in the comments was to try to build an Owen 17 team featuring Tom right. Brady, which that's <laughs> the odds of that are very low. Any of the great quarterbacks probably aren't going Owen 17, but whatever. Right. Um, the bills popped up and I took Devin Singletary cause he fucking sucks. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody's like, you should have taken their defense. It's the best you, defense in the NFL uh, this right? season. It's like, yeah, but the Chiefs scored on him in 13 seconds. It's like, just because the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do doesn't mm -hmm. make the Bills' defense bad. I don't care whose defense it was. The Chiefs were going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I just I just wasn't a fan of Frazier's play calling that game. That's valid. Like, I, I, I understand, you know, going up against the Chiefs. I'm not trying to say that. You know, no matter who you are, no matter how good your defense is, you're probably getting torched by the Chiefs. Right. But if, you're, if your play calling is on point, you're still getting torched by the Chiefs. You literally can't do anything about right. that. But I really did not like Leslie Frazier's play calling in that game. I think yeah. it was either the touchdown... I want to say it was the touch or not the touchdown, the the pass to Travis Kelsey with 13 seconds left, where he just took everyone back and gave Mahomes all day in the pocket. Yeah, like he didn't bring anyone on a blitz. You cannot do that. I understand you're trying to contain. I understand you're you know you're just trying to play deep, but you still got to rush Mahomes. That's you cannot you cannot send like three at Mahomes because that's giving him way too much time. See, that's where it gets tough though, because if you then switch over to the Rams Buccaneers game. What do the Bucks do? They send pressure yeah. at Stafford and let Cooper Cup get wide open. Well, Cooper Cup also just made the dumbest cut on that route I've well, ever sure. seen. He but... made a guy fall. Well, like, yeah, but it's still just – it's one of those things where it's like yeah. it's a lose-lose probably either way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, outside of that, though, I still wasn't impressed with his play no. calling that game. But that, that's just like the the one thing that stands out because that's what everyone's talking about. But you do have a point. It's a lose lose. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. Yeah. So that that's been my argument this whole time. It's like yeah, you can't blame the Bills' defense for Mahomes doing what Mahomes do. That's just yeah, yeah. Just no, absolutely not. Now, not to mention they also didn't have Trey White in that game. So right, and then in overtime, because I don't, mm -hmm. we're not going to get into the overtime rules. We've nope, had this nope. discussion once, but nope. my, my biggest thing with hours. overtime is they got screwed over in overtime, not by anything on the field except Micah Hyde got hurt on the last play of regulation. They didn't have Micah Hyde in overtime. So your best mm -hmm. safety's not on the field. That's not great. Right. But it's it's yeah, tough. I, I, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say my thing with Leslie Frazier as well is just this is a guy that's, you know, known for his defense. He's supposed to be like this this great defensive mind and I hate Fucking shit on him because he played for the Bears. He was on the damn '85 team, but like, he was a defensive coordinator for what 14 years before he went to Buffalo, or at least was working with defenses for 14 years. Yeah. And until he got to Buffalo, he never had a top 10 unit. In Buffalo, 
their defense is so ridiculously stacked with talent that I, I don't I don't know where the, the, the divide with Leslie Frazier is scheme versus talent. And I mean, obviously, I'm not saying it's like all talent, but you, you don't know where the divide is. At least I don't. I, I really can't see it. See, j- just because, I don't know. It's sorry. Go ahead. For me with the Bills, I think this is the more impressive of where Leslie Frazier has been. Because this defense is top 10 and remain top 10 without Trey White. But, I mean, their secondary has a ton of talent. Their Mm -hmm. D-line doesn't. Their linebackers are mid. They're not great. I I think their D-line and linebackers are tremendously underrated. Ed Oliver is a great football player. Ed Oliver is very good. Adrian is is, is above average. He's pretty – I think he's solid. I haven't seen a a single flash from Epinesa yet. (laughs) Rousseau has shown some flashes, but he's a rookie. I like Rousseau a lot, too. Uh, I think Trey Edmonds has a ton of upside. He's not there yet. I think he's very mid right now. I've given up on his upside. He's been in the league for like six years. There is nothing. This is him. He has peaked. He's young, though. I don't care. He's been in the league for six years and hasn't improved. He's peaked. He's done. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Listen, I got a buddy who's a Bills fan, and he tries to sell me on Trey Edmonds all the time. So so maybe part of that is seeping into my brain right now, but... Um, outside of him, though, I really like Matt Milano. I think Matt, Matt Milano is a hell of a linebacker. I, I don't know. I think that defense does have a lot of talent that kind of goes unnoticed no, it's uh, got up front. Some good talent, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Well, it's no, not, no, obviously not. Even you know the Bears from a couple years ago, the Vikings from a couple years ago, the Jags from a couple yeah. years ago. I mean, yeah, it's not like some historic defense. It right. was a top unit in the league for a reason. Right. You know. I mean, I guess when you put it like that, maybe I'm not giving Leslie Frazier enough credit. And but... I also think the talent in the front seven, we saw how weak it was by the fact that their run defense was atrocious. Like, was Sorry, no. like if they yeah. would have had to have played the Titans, they would have got smoked. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the Colts who didn't make the playoffs, but if they would have had to play them. They kind of lucked out by ha- facing the Chiefs, so both teams yeah. were just, let's let it fly and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am underselling Leslie Frazier just because I don't want him to be the head coach of the Bears so I wouldn't bad. want him to be the head coach either. I've seen how that Yeah, goes. I don't. <laughs> I think he's a, I mean, I think he's a good coordinator. You know, yeah. I've, I've gone on record saying that. I'm not going to say he isn't, but he's, he's not a head coach. No, he's I've not, seen I, him head coach. He's not good. Yeah, at it. exactly, exactly. And that's that's my concern right now with the Bears coaching search is I'm I'm so scared because there's there's so many good names, right? There's so many guys that the Bears have interviewed that I like. I you know, Nagy just left such a bad taste in my mouth, and maybe that's not fair because Nagy was not really a good coordinator when he was in Kansas City. He was just kind of there and drew up a couple trick plays, and then the Bears are like, "That's our guy." He, you know, he drew up like three fucking pitches to Tyree Kill, and they were right. like, "That is our guy. That is an offensive genius. That is a mastermind. He's going to take us to the Super Bowl." And then Mitch Trubisky and the defense had to carry him. Um, but seeing that, and then looking at like all these you know, hot coaching candidates that are offensive coordinators, which I want. I want an offensive-minded head coach because I feel like that's what Justin Fields needs. Sure. I don't, but, you know, looking at a guy like Brian Dable, he's a great coordinator. I don't know if he's going to pan out as a coach, and that's so scary because he's, like, the number one guy for me right now. Right. 
you know that that's that's just the thing with hiring coordinators as your head coach that ha- that don't have experience, and I'm just being way too cautious with and I'm overthinking it too much just because of Nagy. But I, I almost like the idea of the Bears going with the guy that's coached before. I think is established. Like that's why I like Caldwell so much. Right. Jim Caldwell only had one bad year as a head coach, and his quarterback was Curtis Painter. Like you're you're not getting anywhere with Curtis Painter, but he took the Detroit Lions to the playoffs twice. Uh, they missed the playoffs at nine and seven one year when he was there. Took the Colts to the Super Bowl. Took the Colts to the playoffs the year after. Um, I, I think I think he's a solid coach, and watching some of the stuff of like him in the locker room, the speeches he gives, things like that, and then hearing what he said today, he said that, uh, or you know, sources, reports, whatnot. He apparently. Uh, in his interview today, said that if he becomes the head coach of the Bears, his goal is to build an offense specifically designed for Justin Fields. Yeah. He 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 doesn't want like a specific scheme that he's already ran. He wants to build it based off Justin's skill set, and I love the idea of that. But if you if you're putting that much pressure on him, how's that going to work for his development? And it it's just rough looking for a new head coach with a rookie or with a young quarterback. Because so many things can go wrong. I've been here before. I was here with Trubisky after the whole John Fox fiasco. And I'm so scared of that happening again. But polls gives me hope. That's what I'm going to bring it back here. Polls gives me hope. Because he seems like the kind of guy that knows what he wants. He seems like the kind of guy that knows what he needs. He said he really likes Justin Fields. Um Everyone that has worked with him, that's talked about him recently, has raved about him. Uh, I, I made a tweet yesterday where somebody said that he mixes old school with new school football, and that is beautiful. That That is exactly what I want. I love that because I'm very old school when it comes to football, and the Bears are a very old school team. And it is, you know, as fun as our flashy new young quarterback is, I... I, I kind of want this team to stick with its roots a little bit, at least with the defensive side of the ball. And I, they need to have a strong defense, and they need to have a strong run game. And if if uh, that's not there, I don't know how far this team goes. And if you have a guy that believes in that, I love that. I'm just rambling at this point, but it's scary. <laughs> that's my point. It, it is scary. And I'm sure you're feeling the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's interesting. I tried to find Ryan Pohl's contract. I don't know if you've seen it. Like what it is, like how long it is, what it's worth, whatever. Because mm-hmm. Quessy's has already been announced. Yo, right. Jedi, how you doing? Uh, so Quessy Adolfo Mensa. I hope I'm saying that right. I probably <laughs> not. I've been saying Adolfo. Adolfo. And I feel like but... that's even worse. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but. Yeah, he's just finalized a four-year, $12 million deal with the Vikings to be their new GM. GMs don't make any money, do they? No, apparently the average GM makes between $1 and $3 million a year. The top of the top make between 6 and 9 So we're paying him about average for a GM, which is uh, not a ton. That is stupid. That's probably why we lost out on fucking polls, dude. We probably offered him three mil a year, and he was like, no. I'm better than that. And if I'm not, I still need more money. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago offered polls like 30 a year, just just to make sure. Just to make sure. Yeah, because he interviewed like once 
for the Bears, and they yeah. were like, this is our guy. Because, like, their, their little committee that they had, every single person said Poles was the guy. And McCaskey, like, jumped on it. Did Did you see the video of uh, McCaskey picking him up at the airport? I did, yeah. People I... are mad at that. Yeah, just send a fucking limo, bro. Just send a limo. Oh, Be professional. No, it's... The Bears are like a little family organization, right. you know, they, they like to be tight-knit, and I hate that to a certain extent, because that's why Pace and Nagy stayed so long, because Ryan Pace and George McCaskey were like buddies, but uh, I, I do like that to some extent, because it shows that uh, right. McCaskey likes pulls, he wants pulls, that's his guy, and it's like, listen, I, I want to have this connection with you, and, you know, they get to talk on the ride to Hallis Hall and all that, so I, I don't see the problem with it, I don't understand why anyone would get mad at that. Um, I took over again. I'm talking a lot. You're My good, apologies. man. You're good. <laughs> the Vikings have done the same thing, though, in, in the past. I don't know if they did it with Kwesi or not, but, like, back mm -hmm. in 2009 when we signed Brett Favre, who went to pick him up? He didn't even take a commercial flight. The Wilfs flew to Missouri, Mississippi, whichever fucking one he's from, <laughs> in their private plane to pick him up and bring him to Minnesota. Like, that's right. just what Minnesota has kind of always done. <laughs> I don't think they did that for Kirk, but he didn't deserve it. He's not a legend. He's just some mm -hmm. fucking white guy. You can't look at that face and tell me it's very distinctive. Like, there's nothing there. He's just some guy. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm Fuck Kirk Cousins. I hate it. Plessy, get him out of there, please. Yeah. See, that's another thing, too. That's another thing. Ryan Poles looked at $35 million man Kirk Cousins, rookie contract Justin Fields. Yeah. That's why he came to Chicago. See, I I, wouldn't, I still I wouldn't don't know if Chicago's a better situation or not. I really don't. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of big contracts in Chicago, I know, but it... The quarterback I, I situation wouldn't. looks better in Chicago right now, but... You got the Matt contract, you got the Quinn contract, you got the Eddie Jackson contract. <laughs> uh, he who shall not be named. I want to meet Eddie Jackson one day. That was such just a like... great Twitter interaction we had yesterday. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just want to meet Eddie Jackson one day and ask him if he enjoys bringing me pain, me specifically. <laughs> me specifically. Because I'm, like, the only person that's on this hating Eddie Jackson bandwagon, it seems. And I, I'm not the only one. My dad has hated Eddie Jackson since 2018. Oh, like, I, like, literally, like, since the start, he was like, this guy can't tackle. This guy this guy cannot tackle. Even back when everyone was hyped up on him picking off everything that was thrown in his direction, my dad was still like, this man cannot tackle. Why is he on a football field? And then he stopped picking everything off. And for a little bit, everyone was like, why can't he tackle? And then, you know, everyone's like, oh, he was in the he was in the wrong system and uh he can still be decent which i think he can but he has he, play, he has to play such like a niche role in a defense and you need so much else to be going right around him for him to succeed that it's like why even bother he, you, he needs to be part of a perfect storm where he can just sit back there and try to make a play on the ball and do nothing else he's a liability he's so, a straight-up liability so he's and I'm andrew sandejo Yes. Who, when he was in Perfect Minnesota with Harrison Smith, the best safety of this current mm -hmm. generation, and with Mike mm -hmm. Zimmer, who I, I get it, he was bad head coach, still maybe one of the best defensive minds in football. Yeah, yeah he could make Andrew Sandejo look like a serviceable safety. But then he leaves Minnesota, and oh, God, he sucks. 
every time. <laughs> it's almost like Eddie Jackson did the exact same thing with Vic Fangio and Adrian Amos. Yeah, almost. <laughs> God, I remember back then, though, the argument that I used to get in with Bears fans of, who's the better safety duo, Jackson and Amos or Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith? I don't Anthony know how Harris that was ever an argument, but... East. Yeah, Anthony Harris was what the Bears wanted Eddie Jackson to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie Jackson could tackle or even put effort into tackling. It's not even that... Like, like if he was just taking bad angles, if yeah. he was trying and just whiffing on tackles, I wouldn't be as mad. Because, right. you know, at least there's effort there. Someone can come fix that. But Eddie Jackson this offseason is like, tackling's easy. Anybody can do it. And now he, like shies away from it i've never seen a man go out of his way to not tackle a football player ever and i could go on a 12-hour rant about how much i hate eddie jackson but (laughs) dude the only play you need to show how bad eddie jackson is is the justin jefferson touchdown from week 18 i posted that on tiktok and people were defending him i know i saw that i was like it was a dead play it was a busted play kirk held the ball in the pocket for eight seconds i don't care you played to the fucking whistle you had perfect coverage and then you just stood there and watched the ball go over your head right to jj it was so hilarious i loved that play that play is eddie jackson epitomized Literally. I don't I don't care if the play's busted. I don't care how long the quarterback has the ball in your hands. You're a goddamn NFL safety. You play through the fucking whistle, whether you like it or not. You do not play up until literally the ball is sailing over your head. Yeah. Like if you if you would have stopped a little bit before that, it wouldn't have been as embarrassing. But he stopped literally as the ball went over his head and into Justin Jefferson's hands. Right. Oh funny. my god. The moment that play happened, I literally verbally said out loud, I was like, man, I I don't know if you want me to use your real name on the internet or not. Oh, I, I was like, care. man, David's going to be pissed. He's going to yeah. be pissed. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, as soon as I opened up TikTok, I saw that video. And I was like, yep, I was fucking right. <laughs> and so many people are defending him. I just yeah. don't understand how there's a defense for that. It's the same way I feel about Kirk Cousins right now, though. <laughs> yeah like he Except can make the Eddie dumbest Jackson decision in the world defended by every vikings mm-hmm. fan out there and it's like i get it it because the vikings in a lot of ways are like the browns or even the bears we've never had a franchise quarterback i mean we had fran tarkenton back in the day i don't count that i never saw mm-hmm. the dude play football i'm Fair not enough. counting that for me like i have never seen the vikings have an actual quarterback so i get it Having Kirk is yeah. cool because he's, you know, better than anything I've seen the Vikings have, aside from that one year of Brett Favre. Yeah. But I I don't yeah, think I mean... being mediocre is the goal. I get it. You move on from Kirk, maybe it sucks. Or we land a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Josh, a, a, an actual good quarterback. Right. You can't get one of those by just sitting with Kirk and saying, Okay, mm-hmm. this is good. Right. Yeah, yeah, Kirk Kirk Cousins is, in my eyes, the definition of mediocrity. And, like, if that's, yep. if that's your quarterback, you were saying, we want to go, well, I guess I was going to say 9-7. and seven. We want to go 9-8 and eight every year. Maybe make the wild card, maybe not. If we make the wild card, we're going to get trounced in the first round. And then we... Just start over and do it again next year. Well, it depends. Are we playing the Saints or are we playing literally anyone else? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, literally, to, to quote a goddamn video game, it's it's the definition of insanity. They yep. are doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yep. And it's it's ridiculous. You, you can't get away with that. I feel bad for the Vikings, <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. Because... You just you just can't get away with it, especially when you're in a division. In a division, uh, I guess Aaron Rodgers isn't really going to be a problem anymore. But if Justin Fields is that guy, you got to deal with him every year. If the Lions can find a guy, you got to deal with him every year. If Jordan Love maybe pans out, you got to deal with him every year. You you can't get away with having a really talented roster around a mediocre quarterback anymore. That's not today's NFL. Maybe in like the 1980s, sure, the Bears won a Super Bowl doing that. Right. But you can't you can't do that today. That that's just not the NFL today the quarterback is too important that needs to be the guy on your team unless you're the 49ers of course no unless, actually it would be unless you're the who was the last team to do it the broncos it was oh, still peyton manning Bowl. but he yeah. was not peyton manning the husk of peyton manning right. yeah yeah it it just can't work and i don't know what the best move is because i don't love any of the rookies coming out yeah this, this is a weak class for quarterbacks like, maybe I, it would be I, cool to get oh, Matt Corral in the third round, but isn't that just the same as we already well, have Kellen Mond? We might as well try to develop him. Does Matt Corral fall to the third round? Uh, I don't know. With the knee injury, maybe. Oh, yeah, I forgot he got hurt. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, but it, I I don't see the harm in just rolling with Kellen Mond for a year. Right? In worst like, case, you get a high pick, get a good get a good draft pick, get a quarterback. Like move on from Kirk to wherever mm -hmm. you can, because you know the Broncos are looking for a quarterback. You know the Steelers are looking for a quarterback. Oh, I would love Kirk to go to Pittsburgh. Oh, dude, that would be so great. Cause Pittsburgh <laughs> would be so fucked. Uh, although I almost like the idea of them starting Josh Dobbs next year. Which is what they're on pace to do no, right it's going to be Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph vying oh. for that spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Steelers are absolutely getting a new quarterback. Did you just hear those fuckers we named who are on their roster? Those aren't good options. No, listen, the optimistic Steelers hater inside of me wants them to just stick with them and go with it. Oh, sure. I will tell you right now, if they end up with Mitchell David Trubisky, I'm going to cry. I'm going to buy you I will, a I will, Steelers I will have Trubisky to disown jersey him. if it happens. I will have to disown him. Mitch Trubisky is the only player I own multiple jerseys of, and I will have to get rid of them. I will have to disown Mitch Trubisky. I will have to change Ooh. my name because we have the same – his middle name is my first name. I will have to change everything if he becomes a Pittsburgh Steeler because I refuse to support a Pittsburgh Steeler unless they're Alejandro Villanueva. He's the only valid one. Oh gee, what? No, there, there's more valid Steelers. Come on. Maybe like Palomalu. Minka Fitzpatrick is great. Yeah, but he's on the Steelers right now, so I hate him. See, I liked it's him before he was proxy. on the Steelers. So. Yeah, when he was on the Dolphins, sure. But he's on the Steelers, so I have to hate him. I, I have, I hate that team more than I hate the the Green Bay Packers. Like it, it is bad. That is the only team that, like, when they succeed, I feel genuine anger. <laughs> So I got two teams I feel genuine anger towards the Packers, obviously, mm -hmm. and the Broncos. Right. Like, so I don't know if I've told you this story. I know I've said it before, but uh, when I was younger, living where I do, I'm surrounded by Broncos fans. This is right. air quotes Broncos country. Mm -hmm. I fucking hated it because I like to be different. I'm a little rebel. So right. 
the first football team I ever kind of rooted for, I didn't even watch football. This was back when I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. But I owned a bunch of Raiders shit because fuck the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, this year when the Raiders made the playoffs, it was still a little bit of like, cool, I kind of have a team in this. Let's go. <laughs> go <Yeah>. Raiders. <laughs> and they lost already. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just hate Pittsburgh. That's I just a hate new so question much. for you. Do you have a second team that you enjoy? Um, well, I I wouldn't say like a second team, just because I I I don't want to root for or like call a team my favorite or my second favorite, just sure. because I'm so loyal to the Bears. Um, but I, I, when the Bears wouldn't make the playoffs, I would find myself cheering for the Patriots quite often. Um, I, I love Belichick and Brady. I love them. I'm in the, the very small minority of people who have no connection to the Patriots or the Bucks that love the two of them just because uh, me and my dad would watch them all the time and my dad would rave about Brady and Belichick and that was kind of how I started to understand football and like the, like greatness um, and how I was able to kind of understand like what makes a good coach and what doesn't. Um, I also have, at least this year, I have a connection to the Chiefs because Kyle Long's on the Chiefs. It was the same way with the Bills because Mitch Trubisky on the Bills. That's kind of what it is. Like, if there's a guy that I really liked on the Bears that goes to another team, as long as it's not like the Packers or the Steelers, then I'll have a little connection to that team. Oh, for sure. Like you with uh, with Bridgewater. Well, I guess he was already there on the Broncos. That one was tough. kind of different. That one was tough. It's, it's really tough. How do you root for a guy to do good, but a team to do bad? Right. That's how I would be with Trubisky on the Steelers. Right. It's like, I want Teddy to light it up, but still lose. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. And the scary thing is, too, I can't think of a lot of other places that Mitch fits other than Pittsburgh. Houston, maybe. There's... No, I think they're going to stick it out with Davis Mills. Uh, that's possible. I mean, Mitch if could not, end up in Minnesota. That would be preferable. <laughs> Mitch uh. Trubisky to the Lions. Mitch Trubisky and Dan Campbell. That actually be might be kind of dope. Dream duo. Uh, listen, I, I'm going to say it now. I have a soft spot for the Lions just because of how bad they are. Sure. But I'm scared because I really like what they're building right now. <laughs> yep. Like, I love what Detroit's doing right now. And it's like, okay, they, they could still be the laughing stock for like another year or two. But here in like four to five years, we might see the Bears, Lions, and Vikings duking it out for the division. Right. What which would be beautiful because Green Bay is yep. just in the back. Yeah. Come on, but guys. Like if, we still have Jordan Love. We have a chance. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a I have a buddy who's a Packers fan. Anytime I talk about Jordan Love, he always goes, Jordan Love was known for his arm coming out of college. So that's always my go-to when I'm talking shit on Jordan Love is that uh, he sucks, but he was known for his arm coming out of college. Dude, it's one of those things with Jordan Love. He was known for his arm. It's like, yeah, that's cool to a point. But also, his arm's not... You literally had two of the best arm talents ever on your team. You can't mm-hmm. try to pretend Jordan Love's on that level. Come on. Right. And and that's the beautiful thing about Packers right now. Um is that their fans are I feel like their fans are entitled. Like yeah. Packers fans are some of the most entitled fans in the world because they had 30 years of uninterrupted Hall of Fame quarterback play. Yep. And now if Rodgers leaves it's like, "Oh, we got this unproven guy out of what? Like Utah State?" Yeah. 
and nobody knows anything about him. He played one game against the Chiefs, didn't play great, didn't play bad. Played a half against the Lions and you. looked like ass, though. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think I could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was bad. Like, they're, they are literally about to go from the greatest quarterback run in NFL history to Jordan Love. Or... I saw a report today from uh, Benjamin Albright that said he wouldn't be surprised if the the Packers pursue Marcus Mariota if <laughs> Rodgers leaves. Yes. Do that, so, please. <laughs> you're either going from that to love or that to Mariota, or maybe if they want to get freaky, that to Kurt Benkert. <laughs> I'd be down. Kurt Benkert's dope. <laughs> I, I, I think Kurt Benkert's dope as well. But regardless, they're going to if Rodgers leaves, they are fucked. Yeah, there is no much. way around it. There is no two ways about it. People, even if they find a way to finagle the cap, because I know like NFL cap's supposed to increase, yeah, by like thirty million, and then getting rid of Rodgers frees up another thirty million, but that puts you twenty million over the cap, and you have Zadarius Smith, Adrian. You know, we already went over the guys yeah. that they got to bring back, and you just don't have the money to do that. And even if you do have the money, the interest probably isn't there. Those right. guys are good. They still have their primes ahead of them. They're ahead of them they're in their primes either way um they can go sign with the contender like imagine if zadarius smith gets a call from the buffalo bills do you really right. think he's going to stay with a rebuilding packers team over that buffalo or bills the bucks the chiefs yeah there's i mean bills were just the first one that came to mind because we were talking about them earlier Fuck. but there's a myriad of teams the Bengals that would go are to like any of those guys yeah they have like the fourth most cap room next year mm -hmm. like they can go make some uh, splashes yeah, which would be no, scary. like you said. Yeah, and like you said, there's even a, a world where Adrian Amos could potentially come back to the Bears. The Bears are, I think, right outside the top ten in terms of cap room, and they yeah. desperately need safety help. Yeah. Um, there's even a world where if they let Devonte Adams walk, Devonte Adams could be a Bear next year. Dude, he's gotta walk. <laughs> the report I saw yesterday was that Adams and Rogers are interested in teaming up with the Broncos. I made a TikTok about that. Oh, I would you? love that. Okay. Yeah, I would love that just because of the the concept of Rogers versus Herbert, Rogers versus I'd Mahomes, be so and potentially Rogers versus Car. Oh, I know you would. You can't do this to me. <laughs> I started this company. <laughs> but the team would be so fun. But the team would be so fun. It, it would be. It oh, would be God. so fun. I, d I don't want to see it. I I don't. You know, two, AFC, two to three AFC shootouts or AFC West shootouts a year. Even if you hate the Broncos, you got to admit that would be fun. Oh, it, yeah, but I still I don't want to live in a time where I have to see Broncos fans win another Super Bowl before the Vikings get one. I can't do it. <laughs> Rodgers is straight up going the Peyton Manning route. I will go full on absolute serial killer mode i don't care <laughs> like just and no broncos fans left none we're done no more all of them are gone everyone everyone attached to the broncos everything it's all gone <laughs> this that will be that my villain a, origin story <laughs> any kid that has ever owned a tim tebow jersey will be slaughtered yeah 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 oh <laughs> uh, that oh god that, Imagine <laughs> <laughs> the most innocent people in the world, Tim Tebow fans. You're yep. gonna go slaughter them. No, 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 they're not innocent. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me, they're not innocent. Uh, oh goodness. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, that's funny. But no. So 
back to yeah, the Vikings. We were talking about them. Yeah, we had barely started talking about Questy, and then we both <laughs> derailed that shit. Yeah, I, I'm a little. So, I think the smartest move for the Vikings at this point, uh, God, what was his name? George Patton. He's the current GM for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. He had been with the Vikings for like 12 years before he mm-hmm. left and went to the Broncos. He was probably in line to get this job. It sucks that we decided to hold on to Spielman for one year too long in that sense, because I think Patton's mm-hmm. great, and I just don't know enough about Kwesi. But I think the most exciting part about this is the connections Kwesi has when it comes to head coaching candidates. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, oh, God, the two – coordinators for the 49ers now D'Amico Ryans and Mike McDaniel yeah that's that's who I had going to the the Vikings when I when I did my little I hope it's not D'Amico I really hope it's not like Mike McDaniel would be dope I'm down with that not yeah not D'Amico it just no Mm -hmm. give me the biggest name he's tied to that nobody's talking about is Harbaugh. He has ties to Harbaugh. He does. When did they work together? When did they work together? Uh, with the 49ers, Harbaugh's second to last and last year in oh, okay. San Fran. Yeah, I saw that yesterday and I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh would be dope. Especially if we give him... The, the enough room to actually pick who he wants at quarterback. Right. I, you know, whatever. If he just, if the coach decides they want to give Kirk a shot, that's different than the ownership or the GM just saying, mm-hmm. no, you have to. If the coach wants to give it a try, then why not? It's their system. Maybe, maybe they see something with Kirk that we don't, but. Right. No. What? Why? What? I keep seeing Josh McDaniel's name pop up, and no, don't. He was a bad head coach. I don't want it. Who have the Vikings said anything about um, guy guys that are like, like I said, the Bears have three finalists. Have they had said anything about having finalists or brought any guys in for like second interviews? Yet? Uh, I don't believe they've said anything about any finalists or anything. I don't know if okay. anybody's gotten second interviews. I'm going to double check real quick. Okay. So we did yeah. interview D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I'm just seeing first interviews, but these were all super recent. Yeah, because when I was doing, you know, I'm I'm going to do it like every week until coaches are filled the, yeah. the prediction on twitter i literally had no idea what to do for the vikings like i i most of the guys they'd interviewed i either think aren't good candidates or i think they would go somewhere else so yeah. i was just kind of like you know what D'Amico ryan's fuck it right and i'm in and then right after i made that tweet i had uh brian flores going to the texans because the whole watson thing yeah and then like an hour later a story came out that all of that was fake and Brian Flores and Watson have no contact. Oh, damn! Yeah, yeah. So I, I look like a like a freaking idiot because of freaking journalists. Oh, this was a candidate for our GM that I was 
intrigued by, but I also hate it at the same time. <laughs> the vice president of football operations for the Eagles, Catherine Raichi. Raichi. I don't know how to say your last name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been intriguing. A female GM. Would right? that be the first? Uh, no, technically the Eagles had a female interim GM in the 80s. Oh, uh, okay. But never went through interviews, was never formally hired. She was an interim for like two years. She never even technically so held never, the title. But there's never been a formal technical GM. Right. I think it would have been cool okay. other than the fact that she's from yeah. the Eagles and is involved in <laughs> them being the worst drafting team in the last yeah. three years. It's mm -hmm. like, I, well, <sighs> sorry, go ahead. It was one of those, is she that involved with it? Like, was it right. all Howie? How involved was she? But I also don't want to find out. I don't want to tell right. It's it's nothing against her specifically. It's against the place she worked before. Right, it's like I right. kind of wanted it to happen because everything mm. I saw of her, she looked like a great candidate. Other than the fact she was with the Eagles and helped pick Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, I um, just couldn't do that. Yeah, that's another thing I meant to mention about Ryan Poles. Obviously, I'm not the, the, the expert on this kind of stuff, but Ryan Poles is the first uh, black GM the Bears have ever had, really? which is such a big deal. Yeah, in 100 years, one of the NFL's charter franchises this is the first black GM we've ever had. Ooh. Like, it's, I think it's a little bit, you know, long overdue. And like I said, I'm, I'm not qualified to talk about this kind of stuff, but it, it's a big deal. It's huge, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's great that I think more than anything, it shows that the McCaskies are trying to break the mold. Actually trying to, to change. Whoa. Quesi Adolfo Mensa is also the first black man in the Vikings history to hold the title of general manager. Interesting. I didn't know that. I literally just looked it up because I was curious. Yeah. But the, the other thing with polls too, is the bears had a lot of allegations in the last, like, five years of being a racist organization and a lot of that was or i guess not necessarily a racist organization but allowing racist behavior because a lot of people were convinced ryan pace was racist for the longest time because of the whole deshaun watson thing and unfortunately that or unfortunately fortunately <laughs> that's not the case he's just an idiot ah yes and took trubisky over watson but people thought the same thing I, about Nagy due to the same thing yeah yeah, he had like a dinner with Trubisky, but didn't do that with any of the other candidates or not mm -hmm. candidates, but options at quarterback in that draft. No, they just really liked Trubisky. Right, that's it's, all it was. They they were just obsessed with the wrong prospect. That's how teams do it. That's what the Vikings yeah. did with Teddy. They didn't mm -hmm. call. Who else came out in that draft? Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. Was that the Manziel draft? That was the Manziel draft. They didn't, yeah. they didn't even go to the other two pro days. It was Teddy the entire time. Like, it. that's just how this works. You find your guy, and then you make sure you get your guy. Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's, it's the same thing with uh, McCaskey going to get pulls from the airport. They knew that was their guy. Yeah. And people are getting upset about that. It, it you, you butter your guy up so that you make them like you. You make them want to come to your organization, especially if you're a shitty organization that yeah. has nothing else going for it. Because at the very least, they can be like, oh, well, they're nice people and they're going to treat me nicely, you know? Right. But, yeah, it's it's such a big deal that Pulse got hired being being a black man. Um, I, I 
I'm going to say the same thing about Questy now. I find that mm-hmm. super interesting, though, just with the knowledge I have of, like, the Vikings have had the most black quarterbacks of any franchise in NFL history. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't have expected this to be the first black man hired as a GM. That just right. sounds weird for this team. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots have ever had – Technically, I don't think the Patriots have ever had a starting quarterback. Who? Oh, but Cam last year. Pre-Cam, they didn't. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Forget. I forget yeah. Cam spent time with the Patriots. I forget Cam sometimes. I'm not going to lie. That's valid. I was having a, a, not even an argument, but I was talking with one of my buddies about Cam Newton. He was like, yeah, hey, remember when he was like the best quarterback in the league for a couple years or played like one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Completely went over my head. <laughs> Like yeah, the, the the cam era for some reason does not resonate with me and I don't know why. Yeah, I I it resonates with me. I loved Cam. Cam was great. It's funny, people are so pissed off at me right now because I keep why? saying Josh Allen's career is gonna finish the exact same way Cam's did because it started <gasps> the exact same way. How dare you? I know, right? Josh Allen is the next Peyton Manning. No, Josh Allen's the next Cam Newton. He's going to be great for the next seven years, and then his body won't work anymore because he won't slide. He won't get out of bounds. He searches for hits, and that's going to end his career. Speaking of that, uh, that just reminded me of something. Do you watch – this is such an obscure thing. I don't know how many people actually watch this. Do you know what Gridiron Heights is? Have you I've, seen yes, that? Yes, I've seen it. I don't like okay. follow it religiously or I anything. I think it's but... hilarious. I absolutely love it. It's so cheesy, but like yeah. I love it. And they did uh, their the, their divisional round uh, playoffs episode today, and it was supposed to be like a survivor thing or something like that where yeah. they crash a plane. And as the plane's crashing, you have Josh Allen pop up from the back. He's like, remember to lead with your head while we crash. And I thought that was really <laughs> yep, funny. That, that, that adds up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Josh Allen is speaking of that he is the epitome of the Buffalo Bills, and I oh, think he's he such a perfect quarterback is. for them. Like you already know, if that team ever wins the Super Bowl, he's going to go out in the parking lot and start jumping through tables. Oh, afterwards. absolutely! That is going to be his immediate action. He's going to go head first through some tables if they win a bowl. Well, if win, because that team I think definitely will win a ring at some point soon. Yeah, I think the AFC quarterbacks are interesting. Did you see the? Before we get into that, and then the other thing I was going to say, uh, did did you see the Bills fans showing up to the team plane mm. after the Chiefs game to welcome the Bills home? I did see that. That, that was did dope. That. I love that fan base. W fan base. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad Mitch Trubisky went to a fan base that appreciates their players. Right? The Bills are dope. Yeah. I love them. Mm-hmm. I... I I, I've had my squabbles with Josh Allen, and it's a lot of it is to do with the fact that I'm from Wyoming, and everybody here is obsessed with him because, well, there's an NFL quarterback from Wyoming. Everybody here hates California, and I like to rub it in that Josh Allen's actually from California. He just went to college here. He's not a Wyoming kid. He doesn't care about you and your existence. Stop riding his dick so hate... hard. <laughs> Why does everyone there hate California? This is a very red state. Oh, California is very okay. blue. It's it's a political yeah. thing. And then there's it me where it's sense. like, if California's taxes weren't so fucking high, I'd be living there already. So yeah. I can't afford to Politics live in California. Are stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> politics are stupid. I, I don't like California because I think it's, it's a scary place, but I hate politics, so. No, I think it's I don't dope. Give a shit about that like, aspect. Mostly because I like the luxuries of living in a city, right? Like, Fair it, enough. Especially since currently I live 20 miles away from the nearest gas station. Like, <laughs> Dear God. So I want to live in a city where if I want food, mm-hmm. I can just have DoorDash deliver it and that shit. But then yeah, you at, don't get DoorDash, do you? No, no. Is a sad existence. Then, I'm so you sorry. Know, in in LA, you know, not only do you have all that, but then you have the beach right there. You got mountains right, right. there. You got a forest right mm-hmm. there. Like you have the best of every world, and good mm-hmm. weather smacked into one place. And there, there are other things. Thick smog. Like, hey, that's fine. <laughs> I see. I couldn't live in California because of that I'm asthmatic. It would fucking kill me. So am I. But I'm kind of down <laughs> to die. So it's fine. At least I get to die happy. Eating Fair Taco enough. Bell on the beach. It'll be great. <laughs> but yeah, I, but, and then when Josh Allen was coming out of the draft, I said, I didn't think he was going to be good. Not because he didn't have talent. I said, he has all the talent in the world. I just mm-hmm. didn't know if he was willing to put in the work. Cause like he had a ton of issues. His footwork sucked. His mm-hmm. accuracy was bad. He wasn't there yet, and I didn't know if he'd be willing to put in the work to get there. And he proved right. me wrong, and I've owned up to that. Like, he he proved mm-hmm. me wrong. He's great. Now I'm just worried he's the second coming of Cam, which will be sick for eight years. Yeah. But after that, it's like, damn, we missed out on something legendary right. here. I really like all the comparisons that I keep saying where they're trying to compare the current AFC quarterbacks to, like, AFC quarterback to the last generation like Justin Herbert is Philip Rivers because he's always going to be great but he's on like a mediocre Chargers team and he's never really going to accomplish yep. anything and then Joe Burrow is Ben Roethlisberger where he's kind of the third guy but he's going to slip through every once in a while and then Josh Allen's Peyton because he's always going to have the numbers and he's always going to look great but he's always going to come up short against Mahomes who's, who's Brady, Brady and like that kind of thing no, I saw one though where that I really agreed with it didn't have Joe mm-hmm. Burrow as Big Ben no, it did, did it but then it oh. added Lamar as somebody who, like, <laughs> has all the numbers, is dope, but, like, can sneak in and get you maybe one, right? Right. Everything has to go right, but he can get a you flacco. one. Right? It, it was something like that. It was a Flacco <laughs> or a somebody else. Uh, but then I saw somebody go even deeper, like, with some of the NFC quarterbacks. I can't I remember. I saw the NFC was, one, too. But... Yeah, uh, Jimmy remember... G was Eli, which I found hilarious. Because yes. yeah, you're probably not Eli. far off there. Um, I saw one that said that Kyler was Mike Vick. Ooh. Um, uh, I could see it. I don't honestly. really know what. I, hold on. Isn't Deshaun I, I Watson count. Mike Vick? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Deshaun Watson's Big Ben. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, there it is. Ugh. Oh, God. I hope he never plays another down of football ever again. Anyways. Yeah. I'm not a big Ben fan. I can acknowledge he was a great player, but shitty human being. Oh, I was talking about Watson. Oh. I mean, Ben still goes with that. Yeah. Okay. I've seen trade rumors that the Vikings are going to land him, and it's like, uh, (laughs) I don't want us to, but I do because he's like really good at football, but he's a terrible person. So I don't know. I don't know what the best choice is here. 
I don't know if this is the one you saw, but I pulled up uh, the TikToks I saw earlier. They were from one of those Walter Picks accounts. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. Where there's like one for every NFL team, and it was the Packers one. And for the AFC, he had what, what I said, Brady, Mahomes, Manning, Allen, Big Ben, Burrow, Rivers, Herbert. And then the NFC, he has Eli Manning as Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford as Carson Palmer, Tyler as Mike Vick, and then Rodgers as Favre. I, I don't like that. Something about that feels he, weird. I don't like it. Manning is Russ's reasoning is the legend beater includes a great defense and run game. Palmer is the late success early pick that is reignited on a new team, which is fair. Yeah. With him and Stafford, that's fair. And Vic and Murray, the coach curse, insanely talented but limited by coaching. I th- I I don't know about that one. That one's kind of iffy. Yeah. I um, don't know. And then Rodgers Favre, Packer quarterback, Hall of Fame career, one ring in offseason drama. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. I, I, do, I do love that. Uh, sorry, not to cut you off. No, but I good. do love that all of these quarterbacks being good is making people think about the quarterbacks that were big when I was a kid because I miss them so much. Like, right. I, I'm very old school. With football, I love old school football. I'm very much a defense wins championships guy. Yeah. And seeing all these new quarterbacks is fun. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, all these guys are fun. I do miss the pocket passer era. I miss it so much. I see, maybe it's just because I'm a Vikings fan and I've never had one, but I don't. <laughs> Every Vikings Big quarterback power, basically baby. has been a scrambler. Really? Uh, At least for as long as I've been alive. Dante Culpepper, Tavares Jackson, Christian Ponder, Teddy Bridgewater. They all could move. Like, none of them were Lamar, obviously. But they mm -hmm. all could move out of the pocket and do other things. None of them were great at it, but they all could do it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So I just miss Jay Cutler, man. That's crazy to say. I'm probably the only Bears fan that'll ever say that, but I miss Jay Cutler. Probably. It's so much fun. I had fun watching Cutler. I also didn't understand football as much then, so. Yeah. So, did the Bears put out statements or, you know, Uh, videos or stuff about, no, about about Nagy and Pace when they were fired? Like, did they hype them up and say thank you and all that stuff? McCaskey did a press conference and thanked them and then said a bunch of really scary things about the future that have kind of gone away now because of Ryan Poles that Ryan Poles signing completely negated everything they said in that interview. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because he, he, he said all this crazy shit like uh, we, we have our outside sources that are going to really help us out. We have people outside of the organization that are going to help us make this choice. And uh, this is something we're really confident in and we're really confident we can bring in the right guy and knowing how they are them saying we're confident we're going to bring in the right guy had me shitting bricks because they are incompetent but apparently bill polian and the other four guys were like this is your guy but uh they also did like the little thank you graphic on twitter and they let Nagy and pace issue a statement and things like that but so the vikings went full classy like they put out a statement about both of them, let the guys put out their own statement, but then they mm. assembled videos for them. The Zimmer one honestly that. hit me really hard. Yeah. So, Because right before Zimmer got there, right, we were coached by 
your new coach, Leslie Frazier. Uh, Shut the fuck up. And, you know, we had went 6-10, and 3-13. and 13. We had an outlier winning season because Adrian Peterson decided, Ooh. I'm going to show you all how great I am again and won an MVP, and we went 10-6. and six. Right. Got shit kicked right. in the wild card. Then went 5-10. and 10. So the tweet the Vikings put out, you know, had the video and Zim talking and showing some other stuff. But the, the headline of the tweet just says, you left it a much better place than you found it. Which is absolutely valid. Like, we were one of the worst organizations in the league, and Zimmer pulled us at least into relevance. Like, for the last five years, you haven't been able to just say, oh, well, it's the Vikings. We can just push over them. That's not what it's been anymore. We've been a team that at least could, in theory, beat everybody. You know? Yeah, I'm not even Vikings fan, and that's tugging at my right? heartstrings. God. But the, you left it a much better place than you found it. Hit really hard that day, yeah. and then Zimmer's statement was tough to read. Like, it, I, I'm gonna read it because it's interesting. But All right, I gotta find Ryan Pace and Nagy's then. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So Zimmer said, "I want to thank you for your support over these eight years. I've grown to love the people of Minnesota. It's become my home. You have been tremendous <sighs> to my foundation and helping the kids of Minnesota." We've had great sponsors and met so many great people, including my relationship with Bud Grant and all the people in the offices. I've given my heart and soul to this organization and to the players. I have had outstanding assistant coaches who have worked tirelessly. I'm sorry we couldn't get it done. The fans make this place truly special. Sundays at U.S. Bank Stadium, it's an unbelievable atmosphere. I'll miss coaching the players some who've been with me for all eight years. I want to thank the players and coaches who welcomed me in 2014 and believed in me that I could lead them to be great. It's a t- that that fucks me up every time I read it. The I'm sorry we couldn't get it done just ouch. It just gets me every time. I found Pace and Naggies, but they're, they're they're fucking bare bones. There's nothing wholesome in this. It's just like uh yeah. Our jobs are over. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> like that, that's literally what it is. Ryan Pace at least at the end was like, I'm a Bears fan for life and I'm excited for this team. Nagy's just like, yeah, you know, we tried. Oh, well, I'm out. Even Spielman went kind of, he went deep too. He was tugging at all the strings. It's, yeah. it's awful. You know, he, he literally talks about, he, in, he doesn't mention the player's, or any of that first. Like, he, he talks about how he's honored to have been a part of the organization, and, you know, the people of this state welcomed me. But then he goes, Vikings fans. He acknowledges the fans before the owners, before the players, before the coaches. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. That's normally not how that goes. Right. But, yeah, Vikings fans, you are some of the most passionate in all of sports. The tremendous game day atmosphere and home field advantage at U.S. Bank Stadium is because of each of you. There is nothing like the emotions we shared together at kickoff each Sunday. And then, yeah, then he goes to the players and then to the Will family. And, yeah. But his doesn't hit me as hard. Zimmer's kills me every time I see it. Yeah. The video's dope, too. I'm, I'm going to tag you in it so you can see what the All hell right. I was talking about. If I can find it, because I just lost it again. Because I'm dumb. 
you know, now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense that Nagy didn't really didn't really say much, considering okay. people were throwing at him at his kids' football game. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't say anything nice after that either. <laughs> I kind of forgot for a minute. This fan base treated Matt Nagy like he wasn't a person for a couple months. Yeah, Bears fans went full shitty. Like the worst <laughs> thing Vikings fans did was get it trending on Twitter. Fire Zimmer, which yeah sucks, but it's also like. Nobody was personally attacking you. Nobody threw shit at you. It was just <laughs> us as fans posting on Twitter, okay, it's time to move on, hashtag fire Zimmer. It's like, that's just what you're going to get if you're underperforming. Like, that's not <laughs> shitty people. Attacking you while you're at your kid's football game is or basketball, whatever it was, that's not it was great. A football game, yeah. Yeah, and not only is kids' football game, but Bulls games, Blackhawks games. Um, yeah. It, pretty much any public gathering in Chicago is just fire and aggie. Ryan yeah. Pace got off easy with that. Yeah, somehow. You, I, don't know, he I don't know how Ryan Pace didn't get roped into that. Maybe that's why he was a little bit nicer in his thing. Um, but Ryan Pace was just as much of the problem as Nagy. I'm so glad those yeah. two are gone. Yeah. At this point for the Vikings, I'm really pulling for Harbaugh. Because as much as I wanted, like, Kellen Moore to begin with. Kellen Moore's not going to be a good coach. The last eight weeks of the season right was awful. Yeah. He's not ready. I don't want a defensive guy at all. I don't either. I feel that. Going back to looking at the Viking stuff, though, I was going to get into the... We haven't done second interviews. Mm-hmm. But the interviews we had done pre-us signing Kwesi were Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, those are general manager interviews we did Dan Quinn Kellen Moore I don't want any of those guys Uh, I actually kind of like Dan Quinn Jonathan Gannon the defensive coordinator for the Eagles I don't want him Todd Bowles no Raheem Morris no Kevin (laughs) O'Connell sure which one's O'Connell again uh, the Rams uh, OC Oh, yeah. Okay, I like him. I like him. But, like, that's it. That's the only guy we've interviewed so far, at least from Mm -hmm. these posts, that I enjoy. We did reach out to the Chiefs about Eric Biennemi and just haven't been able to yet, I believe. Like, we haven't actually been able to meet him yet. but. Mm -hmm. But now that we have a GM, that could all change anyways. Who knows who we're going to interview now? Gonna bring in uh, Doug Peterson, God, uh, Bill O'Brien. That. If we sign Bill O'Brien, I'm going to Minnesota <laughs> and killing every part of the organization. I'm over it. No yeah. more Vikings. It's it's over. Um, We're blowing up U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> you could you could uh, interview the guy who just got fired by the tech, David Cully. He has a nice no, little thanks. nice little story. No thanks. <laughs> I I right now I'm sitting Bienemy Harbaugh Flores. And the Flores one's interesting because actually after seeing some of the reports out of Miami, maybe not. He abused the shit out of Tua. That's what they're so not okay when he did. It's one of those things, though, that like, okay, has Tua come out and said anything actually? I don't think so. Or is it all just reports? That's that's my biggest thing is, is it reports or is it? If it's true, Brian Flores is a locker room cancer. Yeah. Yeah, because he told that man to his face in front of his team, "I wish we drafted Mac Jones over you," or "I wish we drafted Mac Jones." 
That's tough. Also, why would you wish you drafted Mac Jones? I don't know. He, he, had, a, he had a good season, but Not that's really. all Belichick. He had an all right season. Belichick made him look pretty. Um, but yeah, if, if that was the case, if that's real, like I listen, I'm all for being hard on your players if they need it, right? Sure. But there's a difference between being hard on your players and abusing your players, and I witnessed that with Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy. Did you hear the stories that came out about that after no, Nagy I, got fired? Like I oh, heard them, God. but I didn't. Like, I don't know. Them, oh, but... my goodness. So the big one that stands out to me after the 2019 season where, you know, you're fresh off of double doink and the year after it was kind of a mid year. Right. Yeah. Bisky goes up to Nagy and he's like, hey, coach, I want to sit down and talk to you. I have some ideas for the offense. I have some things that I want to work on. So Nagy's like, sure, bud. Go ahead. So they scheduled this interview. Mitch Trubisky, they said, brought a thick-ass binder full of, like, analytics and points he wanted to touch on and ideas he had. Nagy never shows up. Scheduled wow. an interview, Nagy. Or, yeah. And then, don't know what season it was, and they didn't say what player. They said it was an anonymous player stepped forward and said that um, during the preseason, they would be running plays and running drills and stuff, and Trubisky would be like, hey, coach, uh, I have an issue with this play. I'd like to fix it. If not, I think this, this, and this will happen. And Nagy was like, no, you got to, words he said, trust the process. It's all part of a process. You got to trust it. And that player said, he shit you not. Later that season, they ran those plays and the exact things that Trubisky predicted would happen, happened. So I am fully convinced that Mitch Trubisky, after hearing that, I'm fully convinced that there is something there. Like before it was like blind optimism, but the fact that Nagy was to the point where he would ignore, like literally on the bench, he would ignore Trubisky. Yeah. If Trubisky did something bad, if you're a coach, you walk over there like, listen, bud, we got to fix it. This is what we need to do. Nagy would let him sit. And you can't do that because then your quarterback gets in his head. And, yeah. uh, you know, you got to have a short-term memory when you make mistakes like that. And if your coach isn't there helping you, you can't do that. Hell, Nick Foles was a better mentor to Trubisky than Matt Nagy was. That's just not acceptable. That is not something an NFL head coach can do. So I'm fully convinced that if, like, I really think if someone other than Nagy would have taken over Mitch Trubisky, he could have been a good quarterback. And, you know, he, he has other issues, but it's stuff that I feel like a good coach could have fixed. And I think it's too late, unfortunately. I, I think Trubisky's career might be over unless Dable was working miracles with him behind the scenes, but I don't think that's the case. A coach like that cannot be allowed in the NFL because you can criticize your quarterback. You can be hard on him, but you cannot treat your quarterback like he isn't human. You cannot treat your quarterback like he does not matter because that at the end of the day is the most important guy on your field at any given time. And if he's not confident, if you're not treating him right, then nobody's going to be confident and nobody's going to nothing's going to happen. You're not going to win. Yeah. Fuck, my I mean, day just even... got ruined. I, I know it's sad. Not not even about that, actually. Oh, so I was scrolling through Twitter and I forgot. Two years ago today is when oh, we lost Kobe yeah. and Gianna. Mm-hmm. Now now my day is over. Like that just oh I fucked me. Up I saw again. the most ignorant tweet about that today. Oh, do you God. want me to tell you or do sure, you want me to hold go ahead? Oh, Someone God. said the Lakers are currently twenty four and twenty four in honor of Kobe. Oh, my God. Obi would beat someone's ass if he saw them say that. Jesus Christ. You know, if it was 24 and 8, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be cool. 24. And they have a shitty record in the name of Kobe. He, he would be pissed, man. Yeah. No. 
Oh, so have you seen this yet this morning? Uh, what is it? Joe Burrow said for the first time in his career he had to call plays against the Titans because their headset and their helmet went out. Interesting. So he was like, yeah, I had to call three or four plays all on my own. All of them worked. He's a big boy. <laughs> I'm a big boy big, now. He's taking big boy steps, yeah. Should oh, be a God. big boy and uh, tell his offensive line to not shit the bed every five seconds. That was atrocious. So, who do you got? Who do you got? Bengals or Chiefs? Ooh. Oh, I think I think the Chiefs are going to smoke them. Unfortunately, I really don't. I really, really, don't. I really don't. I think. Well, the Chiefs don't have that good of a pass rush. Their secondary Look. sucks. But against the Bengals, you really don't need that good of a pass rush. Doesn't matter. Their secondary's so bad, Burrow's not going to need any time. Especially okay, since Matthew's it... not, Honey okay, Badger's yeah. not playing, I don't think. Fair. So, Chiefs are done. But if it comes down to a shootout, if it comes down to a shootout, I'm more confident in the Chiefs than the Bengals. I'm more confident in the Bengals' defense, though. Especially yeah, but, um, if Mahomes I just Mahomes just tore up the best defense in football. If he can tear them up, uh, I'm not necessarily too worried about him against the Bengals. I understand their defense is good, but like he ju- he just tore the Bills up. I'm not. I, I just I'm not too worried about that. But again, really. I I do know a lot of that was because like here's the thing, right? When they played the first time, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill combined for a total of 11 catches. <laughs> 65 yards and a touchdown combined. I completely forgot they played earlier this year. And the Bengals won. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I guess this is different. It's the playoffs. It's a little different. But I've told you the formula for beating the Chiefs isn't hard. It's hard to execute, but to know what it is isn't hard. The Bills Mm -hmm. didn't even try to execute it, they did Mm -hmm. God knows what. But I think the Bengals are in a good spot to be able to beat them. Yeah. And when you when you put it like that, absolutely. <laughs> like um, if they can slow down either Tyreek or Kelsey, they win. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And I have faith that because of Jesse Bates, they can shut one of them down. Unless Jarek McKinnon wants to have the game of his career. Unless he Let's wants to go back to Minnesota, Jarek. We'll, yeah, we'll put it all on the shoulders of Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> no, Honestly, the though, Vikings we, did that once, and it didn't go yeah. too bad. I, I, I'd i be down. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I didn't even think. Uh, like I said, I completely forgot they played earlier in the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a close one, mostly mm-hmm. because the Bengals got blown out in the first half. Right. Like, they weren't ready. And then suddenly <sighs> Joe Burrow was like, hold on. I got this. <sighs> and then he Joe had Burrow it. so much. Dude, Joe Burrow's great. Man. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't the Vikings have a guy like Joe Burrow? Instead, we get mm-hmm. Kirk... If I die, I die, cousins. The exaggerated swagger of Joe Shiesty is a lot to handle. It's Um, great, though. I will say, though, I am one of the few people not not a Chiefs fan that's pulling for the Chiefs. I really want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. Why? 
Kyle Long needs his ring. No, nah, fuck only that reason guy. why. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite player ever we're talking See, about it's here. it's tough because the Chiefs have Jarek McKinnon, former Viking. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else has former Vikings on there. On their it's team. Trey Waynes. Trey Waynes is on the, the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Trey Waynes more than I liked Jarek McKinnon. I'm pissed Trey Waynes never turned into the guy he oh. was supposed to, but. Unfortunately, the Chiefs are going to be putting Kyle Long at fullback and running uh, fullback slip screens every play. Oh, and well, that you is lose. how they will win. No, oh, that is how they will win. No, that Logan is, Wilson is... will absolutely <laughs> murder no. Kyle. <laughs> no, unfortunately, Kyle Long is just better. Ah, ah, yes. He's just better. Ah. Listen, listen. I don't know. I don't understand how you can say fuck that guy. He is a grown ass offensive lineman who picked the number sixty nine this year, so his jersey will say Long sixty nine on it. The Twitch streamer. Okay, and he's a fucking badass. All I'm saying is he shouldn't have picked the Chiefs. Apparently, he should have picked the Bengals because they're going to the Super Bowl while the Chiefs go home. Okay, well, nobody thought the Bengals were going to make the fucking playoffs this offseason. Honestly, I had the best prediction for the Bengals that I've seen anyone have so far. I thought they were going to be third. Mine was still off. I also had them in third. At, mm-hmm. I, I have it written down here. Either eight and nine or nine and eight, which most yeah. people predicted them to get fucking zero wins. I had them in eight and nine, which is not like, yeah, they won two more games than what I had predicted, but I had said they're going to be really good. I don't know if the new additions on defense are going to work out, but they might. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if the offensive line can hold up. Which it hasn't. Joe Burrows just decided he doesn't care. Yeah. That. Yeah, and... I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that with that division, I had the Browns winning it. I thought the Browns were gonna be really good this yeah, year. Yeah, I had and the Browns. Baker Mayfield said no. Never mind. Yeah, I had Browns, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. Yeah, I thought the Steelers were absolutely gonna shit the bed. Me I too. Thought... Me too. Ben had a little bit left in the tank. I will give him credit. He did better than I expected him to. But I thought the Steelers were going to be like a five-win team. Same. I had them at five and 12. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't have like like predictions. I didn't have specific records. But I did think the Steelers were going to be like a bottom feeder team. No, but it, it's interesting. Luckily, they were mediocre. Uh, some of these I predicted so well. It's wild. Some I was so far off on. It's also wild. But like... The Patriots, I had going 10 and 7, which is what they went. I had the Dolphins at 8 and 9, and they went 9 and 8. I had the Jets at 3 and 14, they went 4 and 13. Uh, I had the Chiefs at 13 and 4, they go 12 and 5. Uh, I had the Broncos at 10 and 7, and the Raiders at 7 and 10. I was off there. My 9 and 8 for the Chargers was perfect, though. Did I get any others perfect? I don't think so. Uh, at the beginning of the year when it was said that Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson were going to be out for the first couple Ooh. months, I was like, oh, so the Colts are going to get off to a rough start, so they're only going to go like 9-8. and eight. Little did I know they'd have both those guys and still go 9-8, and eight, but whatever. <laughs> I had the 
Rams record a little oh, off. Real the Cardinals quick. perfect. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Not to interrupt you, no, but I was I just happened to open or look at my phone and had a Twitter notification. Apparently Dan Quinn just interviewed with the Bears, had a really good interview, and Ryan Poles said that he wants to hire a candidate by Friday. So uh, scary. Dan Quinn to the Bears, let's go. It's Go. looking like it's either going to be Dan Quinn or Jim Caldwell. I, if I, I was a Bears fan, I'd be rooting for Jim Caldwell. I don't hate either of them. I, I don't hate Dan Quinn. I really don't. I really I mean, do. I think he's a he runs a great fucking defense. If he, <sighs> yeah, my but... thing is, if he gets the right coordinators, I think Dan Quinn can be a solid coach. See, you say I mean, that, but he was him. also responsible for the roster in Atlanta. And the mm. players he chose were bad. That is a piece of information I did not have. Yeah. Um, he was the reason that defense fell apart. Interesting. Okay. He well, wasn't entirely responsible for, like, the whole team, but he wanted full control mm -hmm. of the defense, got right. it, and made it awful. Yeah, well, on the bright side, I've been saying Jim Caldwell for a couple weeks now. That so. you have. That you have. I have. I really like Jim Caldwell. I don't hate Caldwell. I just don't want Caldwell, if that makes sense. Yeah. The way I look at it, um, Jim Caldwell, like I said, this, this is going to be the case for a lot of coaching candidates. If he can get the right staff, I really like the hire because I think he's a good leader. Like all, outside of like all the schematic stuff with being a coach outside of running the offense or the defense, I like him as a leader. I like him as a motivator. I like it. Like, I think the coaching intangibles, so to speak, I think are all there. It's just a matter of who he gets around him. And honestly, I think the Bears, uh, if they keep Sean Desai, who's our current defensive coordinator, I don't hate it. I would prefer an upgrade. I would prefer if we just brought Vic Fangio back. That would be fucking perfect. Um, and, and I don't know. But I, I like Jim Caldwell. I do. Do like Jim Caldwell. It's one of those things. He is the mm, he is the most he's the safest head coach pick. Right? Yeah, he's not. I think that's what Chicago to, needs. Like I don't think he ends up being, you know, a super special head coach. If that makes sense. Honestly, if he is, he just needs to be enough. <laughs> That's all I need from him. I need him to be enough. I don't need him to be Bill Belichick. I don't need him to be Sean Payton. I just need him to not get in the way of everything like Matt Nagy did. Fuck, I want Sean like it, Payton to be my next head coach. I want Sean Payton to be my next head coach, too. I think um, Sean Payton is wonderful, but apparently... When Ryan Pace left the Saints and came to the Bears to be our GM in 2015, Sean Payton told him, don't go to that organization. It's dog shit. So that's unfortunately not going to happen. I mean, valid, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. 2015 Bears especially. Oh, yeah. Back then, yeah, that was that was valid. That was 100% valid. That was right after, um, I can't even remember the fucker's name, the dude who was the GM before Pace. No, no he clue. let Greg Olson, yeah, he let Greg Olson walk over uh, like a power struggle, got rid of Robbie Gould. We all know how the kicker situation's gone. We, 
we literally had like a Hall of Fame tight end, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." That's I'll fine. use um, was fuck who was I, I can't even remember the guy's name, but I should. It was like Kellen Davis, maybe. I got nothing. The Vikings, though, at least you. So we've had kicker struggles long before the Bears had ever dreamed of it. Oh yeah, long before the double yeah. doink. <laughs> you know, Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh, that fucking asshole. Dude, I almost bought a Blair Walsh jersey back then after that regular season. He was so good. And I was a kicker in high school. Like, that's what I do. The only reason I didn't kick any farther than that was because I didn't go to college. So, whatever. <laughs> you were a kicker in high school? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Okay. Damn good one. You damn skippy. Okay. Solid. Solid. Yeah. I, I would not have pegged you as a kicker. If you have questions <laughs> about kicking, you can call me. I, I know some stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, we're... But, no, I'm not going to get into all that. I don't want to come off. I don't want it to come off the wrong way. No, say it. I'm, I'm good. I, get, I, I was going to say, we're, we're both bigger fellas. Yeah. I wouldn't have pegged you as a kicker. I would have thought you were you were more of a lineman like I was. But I respect that. I, I, I respect the fuck out of that. So, I was a kicker, and I was also – I was this big back then, too, and I was still technically listed right. as, like, the third-string quarterback. I was the backup to the backup, mostly because I just understood it. Mostly just because yeah, I understood you, what they were writing down, and they were like – well, if we get fucked over and need somebody to do it, at right. least you know what the fuck's going on. It's like, okay. Never happened. I just sat on the bench and kicked footballs every once in a while, but yeah. you know. It was great. It was it was and it was all because I played soccer. Uh, I was a okay. big soccer guy back then. So And what Nepegji is a soccer player. You, I am learning so many yeah. fun things oh, right now. Soccer, football, baseball, and basketball. All of them. <laughs> oh Did my everything. god. Okay not to not to interrupt you but i found out the greg olson thing we didn't even let him walk we traded him yeah yeah which is even worse mm -hmm. um and matt spaith was his replacement yeah yeah matt spaith oh my goodness yeah i can't find what we got out of greg olson though why is that not why is that not coming up because you probably got, got much. <laughs> got like a seventh round pick a third a third oh that's not bad it was dubbed one of the 20 worst trades of the 2010s at number five. Fair. Uh, <laughs> but I no the the thing I was getting at, though. Hold on. Not, not to cut you no, off. You're good. Um, I was right. It was Kellen Davis and Matt Spath. Um, but that GM uh, who made that trade after the fact said, yeah, that trade was bad. <laughs> So Jesus Christ! Too. But yeah, it was Kellen Davis and Matt Spath, and then we got Zach Miller, who I absolutely loved. I adore Zach Miller. Oh um, yes, the worst trade ever. I just googled, you know, the worst trades ever, and this is on Yard Barker. Never heard of it. Number one, uh, though, I agree with the D hop for David Johnson uh, and a fifth absolutely. was just gross. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Antonio Brown trade was bad. Ooh, number three, the Bears trade up for Mitch Trubisky. That wasn't well, – the trade was bad, but the draft pick wasn't bad, and I stand by it at the time. Bills acquire Kelvin Benjamin for two draft picks. Yeah, fair. <laughs> oh, the Jamie Collins to the Browns for a third-round pick trade was bad. That wasn't even a bad trade. I respect the fuck out of that deal. Oh, do you? 
yeah, like on paper, it's bad. Like you didn't get a lot out of it. But the fact that Jamie Collins was like complaining about his contract and Bill was like, okay, fuck you. You're going to go play for the Browns now. I respect it. I love it. Oh my God. Trent Richardson to the Colts for a first round pick. I forgot about that. <laughs> Former third overall pick Trent Richardson. Yes, sir. I don't love any of those trades. Ah, yes. Randy Moss to the Patriots for a fourth round pick. That Raiders fans, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. What else is on here that's interesting? I, Oh, God. These are getting old. Oh, the, how is this one this far down the list? That's the worst trade of all time. I know because my team was involved. The Herschel Walker trade? Yes. That is the worst <laughs> trade of all time. Eight draft picks and five players. And those draft picks, if I remember right, turned out to be Emmett Smith, Troy mm -hmm. Aikman, and uh, mm -hmm. Michael Irvin. Like, we could have had that dynasty. And but the, instead, we got Herschel fucking Walker. The best part of that whole trade is the fact that Jimmy Johnson straight up finessed you guys in the sense that, like, there were, um, were like, uh, catches to the trade, right? Kind of like the Carson Wentz thing where they yep. had to play so many snaps and it turned into a higher pick. They were like, yeah, if these guys don't play so many snaps for you, we'll give you picks for them. And they were guys that were, like, solid starters. And Jimmy Johnson was like, okay, and, like, three days later cut all of them from the team to get the picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's just a badass move that's in my opinion. Like, sorry I mean, that happened great. to your team, but it's, it's fucking badassery. That's still Tough. the greatest turnaround in NFL history. That was insane. And then he got fired over a power struggle. Everyone's favorite that thing. Would, yeah. yeah, that was that was awful. That was awful. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot that happened. The Browns traded up for Trent Richardson because they traded up with the Vikings. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. We didn't win that trade either. We got so many picks out of it, but we got Matt Khalil, Jarius Wright, and Robert Blanton. Like, yeah, we got three picks out of the deal, but none of them were good. Right. I wish I could say that about the Trubisky tree, but the Niners ended up drafting fucking Fred Warner with one of those picks. Mm -hmm. They did get, um, what's his name in the first round that sucked? Defensive lineman, Solomon Thomas. Yeah. They, they whiffed on that pick, but then they got Fred Warner in like the fucking fourth round. So, and then one of the other picks got traded to the saints and turned out to be Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I hate Ryan Pace. I hate Ryan Pace. This guy. Love it. And makes me sad. Oh, God. How it does. this? Oh, my God. Oh, the Ricky Williams trade. Right. <laughs> Mike Ditka said, fuck the draft. I want Ricky Williams. Dude, he really did. <laughs> See, listen, a move like that, as bad as it is, I respect it. He, he knew his objective. He knew who he wanted. And he went out and got him. He understood the also, assignment. He failed yeah, the assignment, yeah. but he understood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also biased because I can never say anything negative about Mike Ditka because that man is our Lord and Savior. Ah, yes. But oh, here it is. I can tell you who the who the uh, Cowboys got out of that deal. The players didn't matter, um, but then mm -hmm. yeah, they they ended up trading the number twenty-one overall pick. It was a first rounder 
to the Steelers. And they drafted Alexander Wright, traded another one of the picks, drafted Alvin Harper. Uh, Where the fuck? Oh, right. It wasn't actually this trade that landed them all those players. It was this trade and then trading those picks for better picks that got them all the good guys, technically. Right. But still, without the Herschel Walker trade, the Cowboys never have a dynasty. Right. The Cowboys so owe the their Vikings dynasty to the Vikings. So fuck the Vikings for that. Valid. If it wasn't for us, we wouldn't have to deal with the fucking Cowboys fans we have to deal with currently. Fun fact, Bears and Cowboys have the same amount of playoff wins in the past 25 years. Fun fact, the Carolina Panthers, who haven't existed for the last 25 years, have more playoff wins than the Cowboys. Yeah, they do. Actually, most playoff wins last 30 years. I want to know. I know the Vikings are past them. Yeah, the Vikings are somewhere in the middle, I think. I think so. I don't know if StatMuse is really the place I want to use for this. StatMuse is my shit. I don't know. Dude, if it's every time I've looked at StatMuse, it makes no sense. Like the other day, I was looking for who leads the NFL in touchdown passes this year, and it was like Lamar Jackson with eight. And I was like, first of all, he has more than eight. Second of all, no. <laughs> Like that just, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the site. That could be part of it. But yeah, but according to this, the Patriots have 31. Yeah. Jesus. The Packers have 17. Ravens have 16. Steelers have 16. Uh, Eagles have 14. 14 game drop off. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. So basically, the only teams with less playoff wins than the Cowboys, which this might have already changed, um, mm-hmm. so wins and losses are the second column. Yeah, so the Cowboys had three wins, mm-hmm. um, which the Bengals only had two and were below them, but they have already won two playoff games this year, so now they are past the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys moved down even, even farther. So the Dolphins, the football team, and the Browns are the only teams with less. But yeah, the Raiders, who have sucked forever, have more. The Bears have more. The Bills have more. The Texans, who have only existed for like 18 years, have more. <laughs> the Jaguars somehow have more. Vikings are up there. The Panthers are so much higher up than you'd expect for how young of a team they are. Right. Like, the Panthers are above the Titans, the Falcons, the Vikings. Um, But, yeah, and they're tied with... Oh, they were tied with those teams I just said. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, right behind <laughs> the Chiefs, who only have nine. Because they've gotten all their playoff wins in the last three fucking years, bastards. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. How long plays for the Chiefs, so I'm not allowed to say anything negative about you them. You know, I kind of forgot we were recording a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. We've just been talking. That's it. But isn't that the podcast? I mean, kind of. Isn't, but... isn't the real podcast the friends we made along the way? Isn't the real? Oh, my God. <laughs> all right all right okay oh my god that's such a stupid question g fuel tweeted out a graphic 
of which mm-hmm. February release is a must cop talking about video games. And you know, mm-hmm. there's Warhammer 3 Total War. At least I think it's Warhammer 3. If not, that is very deceptive marketing. <laughs> um, Dying Light 2, Sifu. I don't know what that is, but Sifu, Sifu, whatever. Horizon Forbidden West, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, and then Elden Ring. There's only one correct answer there, and it's the one that's been hyped up for 20 years. That's a little far off. I have, but... I have no experience with any of those games. Dude, Elden Ring looks so good. The director of the game is the guy mm-hmm. who made all of the Dark Souls games. Ooh, and the guy okay. who wrote the story is George R.R. R. Martin, the writer of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, dude, Holy that's shit. the game. That's the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that it, is nutty. That's that. That's too many big names. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nuts. I don't. I don't even know what games are coming out this year. I know uh, Lego Star Wars games coming out. I'm very excited Maybe. for that. Maybe the Lego Star Wars saga has been teased. For the last five years, every year it's supposed to come out. I have no faith. It's Mm -hmm. we're never gonna play that game in our lifetimes. Uh, I will play it. I might not do it legally. It might involve people dying, but I will play that game. Whoa, aggressive! (laughs) What are you talking about? You've you've threatened to commit mass genocide of like three different fan bases in the two hours we've been talking. I know, including my own. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. And actually, it was only two, Broncos and Vikings, because, you know, apparently I want to, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little genocide, okay? Oh, that's a that's a quote right there. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> nobody clip that. Nobody clip that. I don't want to see that on Twitter. That I will right sue. I will Hashtag sue. there's nothing wrong with a little genocide. Oh, God, don't do it. Hashtag Thanos was right. <laughs> Honestly, he kind, like... He wasn't wrong. You know, you have all the power of the universe. Instead of making less people, why not make more resources? But whatever. I mean, he wasn't wrong. He may have had the wrong, you know, choice of outcome. But he wasn't wrong. He was. It was a valid idea. He just, you know, went a little evil with it. Oh, God. You did. Oh, you did. You piece of shit. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you were just writing about how Thanos was right. So. Hey. Okay. No, you you didn't. Were you not listening? No, no, no. You were talking about like the 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 resources thing. You said he took the wrong route, but had the took the wrong route. The right but, but he was right. To some extent, perhaps. He was right. And hey, look look at what the Eternals showed. Thanos eliminating half the universe saved so many planets from the yeah. from the the celestials inside. Yeah. God, that movie's so mid. I would say spoiler I, warning, but I don't think anyone actually gives a fuck about that movie. So there were very few the only redeeming part of that movie is that the Chicago Bulls are canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Fastos' son was wearing a Zach Levine jersey. Okay, real quick, what the hell? What? Is I don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. But the person who just liked your tweet within two seconds of it going up, what the fuck? How's that happen? Who was it? 
Fields season bowls. I don't know what that. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. excuse me. He has yeah, the records in his. It's it's a guy that I play Madden with. I don't understand how he's on my Twitter that quickly, but okay. <laughs> so apparently my my you know what we're just going with it my mother is sitting out in the other room i don't want to get into the full explanation of all the intricacies there but she just texted did they post your comment about genocide do i need to work on a plan to hide you do i need to work on a plan to hide you is pretty great i like that <laughs> oh sorry about message. that another text message <laughs> People will come hunting over just a joke. Valid. <laughs> it's the internet. I'm sure somebody's going to try to take me down because of that quote. This I'm is here for back it. to bite you in uh, three years. Dude, if it does, I'm going to have to genocide you. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the other day. Um, I was I was trying to set up my Twitter to kind of like you know be more professional like I, I got the whole business email thing going and all that stuff right i was like wait a minute i've had this twitter since 2018 right <laughs> 2018 you know i was like a freshman sophomore in high school freshman sophomore me was very very republican for oh, no reason okay so i i had to go through i had to buy a fucking like tweet bot deletes tweets and i just put in keyword trump keyword MAGA keyword oh uh, god like everything and you I were one of those guys of it was so bad yeah i know i, Dude, I hate myself i'm for sure it. there is stuff on my twitter that's not great but i genuinely mm -hmm. don't care i i live by like i know none of it's like bad bad right mm -hmm. like that's the thing. Not the only reason I deleted is because I don't know the extent of how bad it could have been. Right. Because I was a very opinionated 15, 16 year old. Right. In the very worst way possible. Now I don't give a fuck about politics. I think they're stupid. God, but back I then, it was I, I was very much a, a Trump supporter. I don't know. I, I live in a very small town, and Same. a lot of the people around me like Trump. So. I was kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe this is right. And then I, I got into that whole like little Ben Shapiro phase where I'd watch him use big words and talk fast. And I thought he was the smartest person ever. So it was bad. Oh, you thought Ben Shapiro was the smartest person yeah, ever. I We're learning new ben things Shapiro about Bear's cool, and it's not good Listen, things. I have but hey, you grew up. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, I grew up. I was a child. And now that I'm a slightly older child that's legally an adult, but not really, um I I think politics are dumb. Like I, I have a political science class that I was in today and I hated every second of it. And I'm proud of myself because fifteen, sixteen year old me would have been fully attentive and loved every second of it. See, I stay well enough informed that I know what's going on, but it is not my too. goal to bitch about everything mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Like, sure, if we well, get into a conversation, we, you know, we get into a conversation, but that's, again, I not actively my... avoid conversations right. of that stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> Unless we're, like, making fun of a stupid celebrity, like the Kirk Cousins anti-vax, if I die, oh, yeah. I die, fuck that guy. Aaron Rodgers, fuck that guy. Right. Kyrie Irving, John Stockton, fuck those guys. Oh, my God. See, this is a tweet that's actually going to go back to bite me one day. I absolutely posted a picture of me wearing socks and sandals. And literally, that's the caption. Socks and sandals for the win. Oh, jeez. Oh, if it didn't have for the win, 
it would be valid. It would be valid. For what the it, win. For the win. For, for the, the win. win. For the win. Uh, I, I knew it would piss people off. Yeah, the first comment is just a gif <laughs> of somebody saying, get out. And then the second one's Michael <laughs> Scott rubbing his head. Like, oh, God. There's something wrong with this kid. Uh, I love responding to people making Dude. stupid comments. I've, I've been on this kick where I've had a couple of videos uh, get a lot of views recently. And a lot of people yeah. who don't follow me have been finding them and commenting stupid things. And to every single one, I don't get in any fights. I'm proud of myself. I used to get in a lot of fights. I don't get in any fights. I just respond, I'm going to need you to log off for me and leave it at that. And they I've get so those, pissed. Yeah. And it's so funny. Uh, I love stupid people on the internet. And I love wasting their time. But I'm trying to get out of that because if, I, if I'm if i trying to be like professional about it, I can't keep doing that. It'll make me look like an asshole. Oh, I have accepted the asshole role. I'm down. Like, I don't care. <laughs> the, see, the way most people who like me put it is, I just tell you how it is, which isn't always correct. I just tell you how I think, and I let I, you make the decisions after that. <laughs> like, oh, you like don't like me? That's cool. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. Yeah. I just like fucking with stupid people. Oh, dude. Honestly, I... <laughs> I got into it with some guy in my ticket. This is a first breaking information. Maybe I'm exposing myself a little bit here. This guy thought I was. Uh, I got into this argument with this guy about, I think it was the overtime rules. And he, like, got really disrespectful. Ooh. It was like, listen, bud, I don't know who you, you know, all that kind of shit. Yeah. So eventually was like, okay, I'm done. And I blocked him, right? Didn't think anything of it. You Created know, I, another I, I account, would... didn't he? Yes, yep. he did. Yep. And then he left one comment and I blocked that account. Because I'm not the type of guy to block somebody if I get in an argument with them. Or right. if they like prove me wrong or whatever. It's just the fact that he got disrespectful that I was like, right. okay, you're done. Um, So he made a second account. I blocked that. He came back with a third account. It was like, I'm screen recording all this. I'm going to expose you for deleting comments. And I was like, okay. So what, what is that going to do? And he was like, uh, you're a big content creator and you can... Uh, uh, censor people's opinions and I was like first of all I'm flattered you think I'm a big content creator right it's wonderful it's always my uh, favorite first response right. right and second of all no one's gonna care if I deleted a comment on my TikTok he's like well people are gonna find out you're not genuine and I tried to point him in the direction of all these other comments and none of them were there uh, and eventually I was like listen man I, d I don't know what's going on maybe you need to get maybe you need to get a hobby and he was like well I'm a grown man I'm 22 years old I have a wife and a kid so thank you very much and I was like you have a child and you're fighting with someone on the internet over TikTok comments right right and then eventually he like fell off and I blocked him again, but he was threatening to come back at me with a fifth account or whatever. And it, Dude, it was it's so, dumb. so stupid. I got in an argument with a guy one time. So I was building an all time team because, you know, all of my arguments right. start over these fucking draft hat things. Nobody ever can. Nobody argues with me when I state football opinions. But when I do draft mm. hats, whatever, they hate it. The Packers popped mm. up and I needed a quarterback. When you think Packers quarterbacks, who do you pick? Brett Favre. You pick Favre and you're wrong, and I hate it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm saying Brett Favre because you already told me this story. And I didn't, oh, did didn't I? Yeah, that guy. was fucking yeah. awful. But, hey, the mm -hmm. video got so many views because he just kept yeah. commenting. It's All like, right. dude, keep driving up my algorithm. I love this. I'm, yeah. I'm, let's keep it going. <laughs> I don't I keep had moving. Experience. I had an experience like that. Instead of fighting with a guy... 
uh, over comments. I got a bunch of, like the the algorithm thing. I got a bunch of comments on this one video. Or uh, I might have told you this story already. I don't know if you know who Burns is. Yeah, you the, you've yeah. mentioned him, but I don't remember at least oh, everything that happened. I'm yeah. Someone called me like a Walmart Burns because he's like a Bears fan. I was like, oh, am I the only one that can't stand this guy because he doesn't know football? And um. It blew up because everyone was like defending him because he's got his little army. And then his girlfriend, who's that Caitlin Gill chick, yeah, like a Packers fan, and she got she found it. And she was like, "You don't know Connor. I don't know why you're talking shit on him." And then she went on her live and was talking shit on me on her in or on her TikTok live. And then I got raided, and the people oh. were like coming onto my one video. Yeah, it it was a video I posted of like Matt Forte running the ball. And they were like, you're getting raided, Bozo. L, we're abandoning your account, all this other shit. L, Bozo. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then eventually uh, Burns fucking followed me on Instagram. DMs me. And he's like, hey, sorry, my girlfriend is being a little uh, overdramatic with this whole thing. I don't really care what you said. It's fine. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So he didn't actually care. His girlfriend blew it out of proportion. But it was a whole thing. Dude, I got so much shit. So I think that's kind of how it goes, right? Like he, mm -hmm. I, I think as somebody, when you start creating content on the internet, you realize people aren't going to like everything you have to say. People are yeah. going to have their own opinions about uh, you. They're going to say things about you. So mm -hmm. I think the, the guy, Connor, whatever, that guy yeah. acknowledges the fact that, okay, me and this dude just don't get along. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah, he, exactly. Say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Not my goddamn thing. But I think some people who, th this is going to sound bad, but maybe the, the girlfriend wasn't always into the content creation thing. Maybe she got into it mm -hmm. because of him, possibly. Well, I don't no, know. She, I'm not trying she to was say doing that. It, she was doing it before, and it was just, everyone was just like, oh my God, girl likes football. Right. And it might be one of those things of where that. she doesn't know that that's, like, the internet's a weird place that you have to be right. a part of to know what the hell's going on, really. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it, uh. yeah, like that whole situation he handled very maturely. Right. Like, like he came to my DMs, he apologized, said it was unwarranted, said he didn't really care what I had to say. You know, I, he said, you seem like a nice enough guy. We just don't agree. And that I right. never like questioned his character or anything. I was just like, I don't really agree with his takes. I think he's a little over the top and in my defense or in his defense, um, he he, he kind of like plays a character a little bit, and I wasn't aware of that. I thought it was full on serious. Kind of like we hooping. Yeah, not quite. Not, not quite as, as bad, bad as we but hooping. like the character. He he. Yeah, it, it's like he over exaggerates for the camera a little yeah. bit, and I wasn't aware of that because I really thought he was just that obnoxious. But um, he was real chill about it. But his girlfriend, like I said, she was talking shit on live, and she called me. She was like, "I don't like to curse, but douchebag Bears fan over here," and stupid and i didn't even get to watch it because they had me blocked one of my buddies had to like stream it for me on discord so i could watch it nice. <laughs> and then um after all of that he was like do you want to do you want to collab one time and i was thinking to myself you know i have pride so i'm like no i'm good right you know it's like yeah, yeah. i don't, I don't, I don't want to be a sellout i just talk shit on you in a tiktok i can't turn around and make a video with you that's gonna make me look bad well okay so that's that's where it gets interesting. You make a video talking about somebody. You can't just collab with them and pretend everything mm -hmm. normal. Exactly. You would have to, if you were going to do it, it would have to be 
where you discuss whatever the disagreements were, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what it was about. But, like, you know, if it was me and another Vikings fan who was a huge Kirk Cousins supporter, if we collabed, mm-hmm. the conversation would have to be about Kirk. Yeah, exactly. It would just have to be. Or whatever yeah. it is that, you know, got started this yeah. whole thing. I still hold my opinion. I, I genuinely don't really like the guy. I mean, sure. he, he seems like a nice guy, but I don't like I don't like his content. I don't like his takes. So I'm not going to swallow my pride just because he's a bigger creator and it's going to help me or whatever. Right. No, I, I, I'm not a sellout. I don't want to be a sellout. Even a though sellout. it would benefit me a lot, especially considering I kind of want to use this to branch off into other things. Right. I'm not going to be being a sellout. That's no. bullshit. There's That's so cheap. many That's better easy. ways to do that. Like, yeah. build genuine relationships with people you actually want to exactly. talk to, not some fucking... Exactly. But he's a Bears fan. You guys are supposed to get along. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't care. No, I've met Packers fans that I'd rather talk to over that kid. So have I. Jake Tom again, Sports is one of those guys. I think... A lot of respect I've spoke to him, but I, I, I've heard good things. And him being on your podcast, I've heard good things. Yeah. I've never actually spoken to him. I think he liked one of my tweets, and that's, like, the only interaction I've had with him. Other than he called me out the other day, kind of. He called me out without calling me out. It was interesting. Oh, nice. uh, Twitter beef? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit of Twitter beef. Oh, goodness. A little bit of Twitter beef. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Well, so first of all, he had tweeted, because I've been on this train of Tyreek Hill is not a top 15 wide receiver, right? I agree that he's overrated, but I would definitely say he's top 15. I think that's a well, little over dramatic. No, I went through and compared him to other receivers and was like, okay, I would take these. I can't remember what the number came out to. I think there were 17 guys I would take over Tyreek. Barring yes. the, my one stipulation with that has been, if you are any team that doesn't have Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Ah, my brain just went blank. But, like, the Aaron Rodgers, the huge arm guys who can Mm. really take advantage of Tyreek's speed, he's not good because he's a below-average route runner, bad hands, and isn't really that shifty. Like, you can't really bubble screen him and have him make an entire defense miss the way, like, Debo can, right? Yeah, fair enough. So it's like he has to beat you with his speed, and, like, from my perspective, a guy like Kirk Cousins couldn't use Tyreek. He would be awful on the Vikings. Because Kirk doesn't have the ability to throw it far enough for Tyreek's speed to matter. Right. So... See see where you're coming from, but then you see plays like he made in that uh, divisional game where he was outrunning guys who were coming at an angle towards him from the front. Like there's no other player in football that's doing that. I I do get, I do get your argument where he only works with certain types of quarterbacks. And I do agree. Absolutely agree with that. But I do think he possesses skills that are just so special that that no other receivers matching. And with that, he's at least top 15. Like I said, I do think he's overrated. Like you mentioned Debo. I would absolutely take Debo over him. Like, Jake, the the first tweet he put out was, this is my official take and it will not change. Tried my best to push Hill out of the top 15. After last night, that's just a stupid take. Top five, maybe three, maybe two, maybe one. No, he's not top three. No. Um, But then Theo Ash, I'm I'm sure you know who Theo is. Of course. Tweeted out, Tyreek Hill unlocks plays that no other player in football unlocks. 
He's inconsistent, he, but plays like that is why I default to him as the best receiver in the league. That's yeah, that's my thing with Tyreek. The inconsistency knocks him down for me, but I agree. The, like I said, he does things that no other receiver in the league is going to do. Right, and I've said that before. I've said he's the best playmaker in the league. Like, nobody yeah. can break a game the way he can, mm-hmm. but also you're going to go five games without him being useful before he breaks one, whereas I would take so many guys above him. And, but I said, you know, just because he breaks the game open in a way no one else does doesn't make him the best at his position. And Jake said it did. And if he can make no one, plays no one else can, how can there be 15 guys better than him? But I'd like to argue DeAndre Hopkins can make plays no other guy can. Right. The Hale Murray, no other receiver is making that catch. Mm-hmm. None. So it, it's interesting. But then, yeah, yeah, he tried to argue with me that he was a top three route runner in the league, and just I think no. that's pushing it. He's no, because I mean, you got Amari yeah. Cooper, you got Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, um, Keenan Allen, Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen for sure. Underrated as a route runner. There are so many guys. Like I was like, I can straight up name fifteen off the oh. top of my head who are better. Even. Even as a route runner, as a route runner, I would even take a guy like Jerry Judy over him. Right, Justin Jefferson at this point mm-hmm. has proven Absolutely. what he is. D Hop is still criminally underrated in that category. Mm-hmm. He's not just a hands guy, but yeah, right. That's holy shit. We've been here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we've we've touched on everything. Yeah, pretty much. Literally I, th- I think we're. I feel like this is a good spot to wrap this one. Oh, oh before we wrap it up, it. there was one point I wanted to make, or not one point, one yeah, yeah. fun fact I wanted to bring up. I just saw on Twitter. Ryan Poles is 36 years old. Yeah. That makes him five years younger than the Bears' current starting left tackle. Oh, yeah, because Jason Peters is your current left <laughs> yeah. tackle. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. Ryan Poles, Ryan Poles was an offensive lineman and was signed to the Bears practice squad but never played a snap. So if Jason Peters, like, has a heart attack because he's an old man, we can just throw the GM out there. Hold on. Uh... Oh, wow. McVeigh and Stafford. McVeigh's only two years older than his starting quarterback. That's funny. That's insane. Okay. Wow. Uh, Terry Hill <laughs> makes a few weird. plays a season that are amazing. Possibly plays only he could do. But they're too rare to say he's a great wide receiver. No, he's still great, I would say. Um, he's just so overrated for what he does. Like, at this point, I've decided Travis Kels, because that's how you're supposed to say his name, and I always forget that. Really? Yeah, he came out and said that's how you're supposed to say it. It's Kels, not Dude, Kelsey. He's wrong. No, it's Kels, bro. That's no, what he's wrong. That's what it's they Kelsey. said. It's Kels. He's wrong. It's Kels. No, it's, it's not. Kels, bro. It's Kelsey. I'm Do not going against the guy who's named it. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Kittle um, is better. But like, he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's blocked like ten times in his career. He's, he's just not, a fat receiver, yeah. He's just a big receiver, which means he's the best receiver on the Chiefs. Right. Like, and it's not really close. But, yeah. but, like, I don't know if you saw it, 
Patrick Mahomes talked about it, and then the video came out right after. Of On that final pl- throw to Travis Kelsey, I'm going to keep saying Kelsey because my brain's just too used to it. Um, you know, Kelsey said, bef- like, while they were in the huddle and deciding what play was getting called, he told Patrick, I'm not running whatever route they say I'm supposed to. I'm just going to find the open spot. Yeah. And then as he's, you know, taking the snap, you can hear him. Kels, do it. Kels, do it. And then he snaps Mm -hmm. the ball. Like they were ready. It's, they have the Rogers Adams thing going. The connection that's just different, you know? Mm -hmm. But, all right. Anything else? uh... Yeah, okay, go ahead. I was going to say, I remember in that clip, him talking about attacking the seam. His, uh, I don't know. I was just impressed by that clip. Him, yeah. him, uh, yeah. being able to read the defense like that. Yeah. I was really impressed by that. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, two hours is probably good. You got any other points you want to make before we wrap up here? Um, Justin Fields will own your franchise. Nah, bro. Justin Fields will be on my franchise in two years when the Bears give up on him. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this is not Madden. And unfortunately, this is the Bears we're talking about. There will be a statue of Justin Fields outside of Soldier Field. I will pay for it. (laughs) And that is all. Him and uh, him, Cole Komet and Kyle Long are getting statues outside of Soldier Field that I will pay for and put up myself, not with their permission. I will just be putting them up. Nobody will stop me because I am simply built differently. It's cute you have so much faith in your franchise that has never given you (laughs) anything to have faith in. I am a viciously optimistic person. I noticed, and it's a little tough. (laughs) It is, it is, it is. But it's okay. All of my happiness in life hinges on the Chicago Bears. Take that as you will. Take that as you will. You know how depressed I've been this year over the fucking Vikings, man. It's tough. Sorry we couldn't get it done. Fuck, that still hits hard. Yeah, it's such a rough line. Dude, it's such a... That and then the actual team tweeting out, you left it better than you found it, is just... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too hard. Don't like it. Oh, what the fuck? Jesus Christ, that's not okay. So there's, before we wrap this up, I'm going to explain this picture. There's a picture of a pregnant lady skateboarding. She's about to drop into a, I think that's a pool, not actually a ramp, but whatever. She's about to drop in. She's she's pregnant, pregnant. Right. And in the top right, instead of saying Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, it says Tony Hawk's Pro Choice 2. That's awful. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not supposed to laugh at that, but I'm laughing. I love that. Uh, Oh, that's so good. Fucking cesspool. The internet, it's it's awful. I love it. It is horrid. Well, I appreciate you spending two hours talking about... (laughs) What did we talk about exactly? Stuff. The duality of Kevin Cobb, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's never be going fucking away. Tombstone. It has to be. I will carve it in myself if I have to. <sighs> oh, I'm gonna go make that my Twitter bio, dude. You absolutely should. 
the duality of Kevin Cobb. That should just be your bio everywhere. <laughs> that should be in your bio everywhere. But all right. I appreciate you being on. And uh Of course. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.